All right, Tion, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the official episode. Last week was like our bonus episode where we talked about a lot of random things. Yeah, your unplanned episode. Yeah, it was fun, though. I really enjoyed it. But this week, we're going to actually have structure, and okay. uh, we're going to start off the free episode. I mean, the free episode. <laughs> this is free, actually, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. The um, the free topic, we're going to talk about an old subject, mm. an old topic, but something I guess you've recently uh, run into again, Yeah. which is, please tell the audience. Uh, well, for the people out there who follow social media, a few years ago, there was a photo posted i'm not sure if it was twitter or instagram or facebook but the photo was about a dress and my friends and i were sitting at a bar or restaurant bar type thing and i can't even remember how the topic started someone just brought it up so we looked up the photo and me and a group of friends were sitting there and all of a sudden we started a huge debate about this dress and then the big question that came is, is the dress white and gold or is it blue and black? Mm. So I said, it's white and gold. Clearly, mm. clearly, I see the white and I see the gold and it's a white and gold dress. My friend And some of my friends said, yes, they see the white and they see the gold. And my other friend said, no, it's blue and black. Mm. So that debate, I don't know, went on for so long on social media. The same thing, white and gold, blue and black. And then today as I was browsing YouTube... I saw a video about the dress. And I was like, oh, well, it was an interesting debate. And I watched it again. And in the video, they actually confirmed that it is a black and blue dress. Okay. And when I see that photo, <clears throat> it's a white and gold dress. Okay. And although I do understand there is some science behind, some people say it's the lighting, other people say it's the mood. But... According to the people out there, it is a black and blue dress, and I can't wreck wreck my brain. Ah. So did did ah, I can? Was there ever like was there ever like a a reason why some people see white and gold? Because okay, so here's the thing: I don't know too much about it. I remember I remember it happening, and I remember it being a big debate, but I didn't really give a shit. And at that time, I wasn't on social media, so I didn't really know much. Now, with that being said, when I saw pictures. I did see one picture that looked white and gold to me. Mm. And then I saw another picture that looked black and blue to me. Oh. <clears throat> so I don't know what it is, but maybe you know more information about this since this was a big debate. We we even, oh, when we did it the first time, we even tilted the screen or the phone at certain angles to try to see different colors. If I remember correctly, I haven't researched the exact science behind it, but it has to do with, your eyes and your perception of color, if I remember correctly, and exactly how your brain processed the information. Mm. But what I still wonder is if it's white and if I see white and gold, mm. I would like someone because there's I've only seen that one photo of the dress. I haven't seen even in this the React video, even then they only showed that one specific picture of the dress. And mm. I haven't seen another picture which we can I can we can actually just go and search on the internet where they show it in different lighting. So I don't know if it is true that the lighting might play an effect on how I see it, but I know it is your perception about color. I also watched a video about optical illusions. Mm, yeah. Where it comes down again to the same thing. It is a thing of perception, how your eyes see it or how your brain processes that information. And somewhere between that lines is where I see 
white and gold. And I think the... I don't know if the the directors or the producers, the, the people who ask the questions or the people that run the channel, they even said they see white and gold. Although in the, their minds, they know it's black <clears throat> and blue. That right. scientifically, that's black and blue. You cannot change my view that that is fucking white and gold. That is still what I see. Mm. So... So when you first saw this picture, you were with your friends, yeah, and you saw whites and gold, and mm. they saw black and blue, or yeah. one per- Okay, so that's interesting. So at that point, it was the same picture. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was I was curious about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man, because again, when I first saw the original picture, I saw whites and gold as well. Yeah. And then I saw, and then somebody sent me another picture. And I was like, oh, well, that looks black and blue. And they were yeah. saying, oh, it was the lighting, like the like what you were saying before. Mm. So I don't know which one it actually was, to be honest with you. I don't know how it changed, but originally. And, and if I did see the original picture that you saw, then I also saw white and gold. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious, man. I don't know how that. Because, again, I wasn't on social media. Yeah. So I know very little about this. Like I said, someone just randomly brought up the topic. And it's not that someone said, oh, there is a big debate about this dress. They literally mm. just handed the phone and said what color is this dress? Right. And then I said, it's white and gold. Right. And then I was like, no, it's blue and black. I was like, no, it's white and gold. And and then you went from there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's... And then the internet lost its shit. Yeah. And now what? It's about three, four years later and still it mm. just mind explodes continuously about why that happens. But then I also started to question, but when I say blue and you say blue, mm. do you really see blue? Or do you only say it's blue because that is what it's you're known taught? As blue. Yeah, that yeah. the word blue is referred to in your mind as that color, but it might actually be orange yeah. in reality and then Right, yeah. Um Well, yeah. So I guess like if we're gonna get into like <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah. philosophical conversation, yeah. yeah, of course. If somebody tells you that something is blue your whole life, even though it's you know red to other people yeah naturally it's gonna be blue to you and red to everybody else um yeah i i uh i mean i guess i was raised by the normal colors so I yeah think when people say blue to me i think of like normal blue i guess okay so for example my sheets right yeah on my bed that's blue to you right yeah that's blue yeah that's blue to me too yeah so what about the color of these microphones that's black right yeah so, okay, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we have different perceptions of color. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I'm, again, I don't know too much information about this, but mm-hmm. going off what I've heard and what I remember, it definitely seems like people perceive colors differently. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that works per se, but I know that I'm not surprised by that. There are people who are colorblind, for yeah. example, um, <clears throat> and that people see. And then I think for some people, and when I say people who are colorblind, there are some people who are colorblind like completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's like colorblind, like partial. Yeah, like, only certain. I think it's only red certain and colors. Green, yeah, red and green, something like that. Yeah, so that's also interesting. Um, and then I actually recently read an article about, um, I guess this woman who is able to see more colors than the average human being, and she's not the only one. There are other people too. But they were, like, doing tests and something, yeah. like, trying to figure out how she can see more colors than the average human being. And it has to do with her eyesight. Yeah. And, like, I guess her retina and something else. 
and scientists were like x-men shit <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but it's really cool because they're saying like this might be the next step of an evolution oh wow yeah so you know and some people might just you know uh, sorry some scientists think that it's like a genetic thing and you know but a certain portion of people do have this not ability but this thing right it's, and yeah. and they don't necessarily know if it's like a pro or a con yet you know we know that some animals and insects are able to see uh different colors more colors yeah they can see farther you know which is not surprising so whether it be the next step in evolution whether it be a genetic thing whether it be you know whatever a mutation thing which i guess could be considered evolution yeah. in some ways I don't know, but it's interesting because there are more colors than than we can see. We know that. But that is that is the most. I don't remember. Is was it the study done? But my friend one day just ran me asked me think of a new color. Right. And I can't. I can't imagine what a new color would be like. Yeah. So yeah. When 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 you say that there's a woman that can see more color than than I think, but but. How can there be another? We've already seen everything and different combinations. Well, how can there be a new color? Well, I just, I just kind of equate it to like new information because we don't know mm. everything in the world, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's like the equivalent of learning something new. In my opinion, that's the way that I, I think about it. You know, if I was to learn a new color, I'd be like, oh, I've never, I never knew that color existed. Yeah. Just like I never knew this piece of information existed. That's the way that I kind of look at it. It wouldn't be it would be mind boggling for sure because you'd be like I have only known these colors for yeah. my whole life I couldn't even imagine there being another color but yeah I, I think I would be astonished originally but after like ten seconds of astonishment I'd, I'd be okay but, I would, okay, cool. yeah I would be like that but then every few months or years I'll just be astonished again if I think back to that moment like wow there's a new color but. Well, think about it like this, man. I mean, how many colors do you actually see every day? I mean, you you pretty much see like the same colors every day. Mm. There are certain colors that you you don't see certain combinations of colors. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you know, like how often do you see like magenta? You know, or like or what's another cyan? Cyan? Yeah, that red C-Y-A-N. purple. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you cyan. say it. Cyan. I think it's cyan. Yeah, or turquoise. You know, or. Uh, I don't know. Your I mean, building's gold yellow right, color. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this ugly-ass color yeah. in the building, yeah. So, I mean, on average, a lot of people see, like, the same colors every day. So, if somebody was like, oh, this is a new color, you probably wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. But maybe you would Well, with everything that's happening nowadays and how advanced technology has gotten, I think something like discovering a new color won't actually cause that big a hype. Right. I mean, the internet freaked out when Pluto was declared... That it wasn't, it wasn't a, planet. a planet. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, remember that. I don't even think a new color would be that astonishing. I think ha- most of the people won't even know it happens. I think it will probably surface as this amazing new thing, and then it would die down a few months, and then nothing will be heard. L- like what happened with um, Pokemon Go. Oh yeah, for yeah, a few that. months it was like um, it was like the you- shit. Yeah, everybody was doing it. Yeah, yeah. and now n- there's nothing. I actually saw a girl playing Pokemon Go on Friday night. Uh, yeah, I think it was, was released in girl. Korea later. Um, yeah, I think it was released in Korea later. Yeah, but I think because like new- the um, if I remember correctly, it was released later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons for that was because of the relations between Korea and Japan. 
um so they weren't too fond of having one of the other things that i've heard yeah go ahead was uh i don't know if this links in like i just heard there was also a problem with google maps and naver yeah that that was also huge things because pokemon go was i think originally created with not necessarily i don't know the with maps yeah with with maps and i think specifically with google maps i mean it's google maps so and for most people that don't know, Korea isn't the biggest Google no, fans because they have neighbor. neighbor they have their the own internet. It's like their own Google. Yeah, That's they have their, they have the intention they have their own Google neighbor, and yeah. neighbor has of course neighbor maps, and most people use neighbor maps in Korea. And I, yeah. I heard or read something that there was a problem with Pokemon Go, Google Maps, and neighbor maps, yeah. and something i'm not sure how japan also fits in there but yeah i'm not sure either but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case um i think i think well the articles that i read i think were speculating i don't know if it was actually factual so it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case at all yeah we are to be corrected yeah of course absolutely (laughs) on most things yeah on most things things. yeah it's funny because every time i come on the show i always talk about like these different articles i read yeah and i like always like I can't remember the titles. I, I can remember like the subject a little bit, but I read so many. I'm just like, I don't remember everything. Just Google it. Let me know <laughs> yeah, what you find. I'm not making this shit up. I promise. This is another topic. I mean, this is like another thing that people should look up for sure. Now, with that being said, though, the problem, too, that I've noticed that with a lot of Koreans is that they use neighbor for everything. So they don't look at anything else. Yeah. And I remember I was talking to Joshua and Yunsu the other day, and they were talking about how like going to vietnam is like extremely expensive right and i was like no there's like a big promotion right now you can go for like 200 dollars." they're wow. like where and i was like google flights they were they didn't even know what it was so they were looking on naver and they saw oh, flights for like 1200 1300 dollars and i was like no that's that's bullshit so they looked on google flights and there it was 200 bucks <laughs> now the problem is though is that they're all sold out so of now course. the prices are higher. Now yeah. you have to, you know, get, you have to pay more money. But it still wasn't like thirteen hundred dollars. It was like eight hundred dollars for a flight to Vietnam, like a uh, round trip. Yeah. So they're like, "This is amazing." I was like, "Yeah, you guys need to learn. You need to learn how to use other things besides yeah. Navier. Navier is not your Lord and Savior. Just like Google is not our Lord, Lord and Savior. Savior. Yeah. Although Google is amazing, of course. But people should use other search engines as well. MSN, uh, Bing, Yahoo, Firefox. Firefox. Not Microsoft. Bing, I think is what they use now. Oh. Edge. Or is it Edge? Edge. Microsoft. Edge. It, it was. Internet Explorer changed. Internet Explorer. I think they changed it to Bing. Oh, wait. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Because my, computer, my use... computer still has Microsoft Edge, and every time it would start something in Edge, I'd be like, why? why? When <laughs> When did I ever tell you that this is okay? Like Everything is yeah, originally just... done on Google. Why would yeah. you open Microsoft Edge? Yeah, I I'm, did not I'm with you tell on that you. One. I'm with you on that one. We put too much trust in Google, but we need to be careful. So that's for sure. You're starting to sound like when you say we need to be careful, like some conspiracy theorists. Not, not like a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, you know, like the amount of information Google collects and has on the average person, person in the world. Oh, yes. That's some scary shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've watched the documentary about WikiLeaks. Uh, the crea- it was about the whole court case and them trying to find I can't remember the guy from WikiLeaks and Julian Assange <clears throat> or Swan. Yes, yeah, yeah, something like Assange. that. So there's a documentary about WikiLeaks. I can't remember the name. Mm. That's one documentary. The other one is about Anonymous. Mm. 
And the other one is... Oh, I watched it last year. It's Dark Web. Yeah, the Dark Web. <clears throat> and the Deep Web. It deep Web. Yeah, Deep Web, I think. Dark Web or Deep Web? But it's a well, docu- dark- yeah, it's, it's a documentary about the... That oh, how uh, yeah the like deep life, dark web yeah, yeah. and the dark web is what it is what you're referring to yeah, yeah 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 the dark web where all the illegal shit happens yeah pretty much but <laughs> if you look at that and you look at things like anonymous and what they've done and you look at things like WikiLeaks hmm. and you start to really think about like you said the information that Google has on you. Mm-hmm. It really becomes fucking scary. It does, yeah. Actually, I read an article the other day where Google actually collects voice, your voice, from like phone calls and stuff like that. That's creepy. Um, and you can access it through. You can access it because it's all like public information. Hashtag stalker. Right, <laughs> but it, what, what they what Google says is that they use it in order to improve the voice commands for like Google Assistant and like other things like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so you can access like some of your conversations and things that you've sent on google you can do it there's a way of doing it i just forgot the article i didn't want to do it i was too scared what do you send via what do you what voice messages do you send via google um well like a voicemail for example um if you leave voicemails or maybe you're using hangouts um, uh, you can send voice messages i send voice messages to some of my friends sometimes uh through whatsapp or facebook or also even whatsapp yeah, works WhatsApp has it too. I don't. I don't know if it works. I don't think with Google. I don't think it does. But I know, and I think it's phone conversations as well. I I don't know all the details because I don't yeah. remember all the the everything in, in the article, and I'm sorry about that. But you can look it up and and you'll see that it's there for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's it's kind of scary when you think about it. I mean, I, if their reason, if their reasoning is correct, then I guess it's. Fine. I can understand and I can understand that. it. Yeah, but, but you should definitely agree to it, which I think you do if you um, the terms and conditions. the terms and conditions, which nobody reads. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all right I, there. Before so, I die, yeah, I want to meet someone who always reads the terms and conditions. That would be nice. I just want to meet someone who actually does sit and read through that huge ass essay of terms and conditions mm. that. I think most that a lame person won't understand because right. I think sometimes when I read some of the documents like, even when I'm doing research sometimes I just read there and I have no fucking clue what you're telling me Right. although I've studied this before and I know the concepts the words you are using and the way you are using them are just very very confusing right yeah so it's it's written specifically that way For, right? so right, yeah. it's, it's not written in layman's terms it's not supposed to be um but yeah anybody who has a decent amount of knowledge in a dictionary you could figure it out you know in some time obviously unless you're a lawyer then you need yeah, to understand if but... you're a lawyer then you're gonna you're gonna get it perfectly fine in my opinion but if you're just like a layman like if you're just like the average person you're gonna need a dictionary <laughs> but then you're gonna we... need some time and yeah. you're gonna need a like a by show of hands who's interested in doing that right and yeah. the room goes quiet of course <laughs> yeah nobody wants to do that shit if the money was right okay okay now now we're down into a completely <laughs> different topic of course if the money was right if the money was right there's lots of things i would do <laughs> absolutely but uh, yeah, I'm, that's interesting documentaries about Anonymous and WikiLeaks and the dark web. I mean, the dark web is obviously a very, in some cases, a mysterious place. Not necessarily a bad place. 
mm. all the but time. But bad things do happen. Yes, bad things do happen. That's for sure. I, but I, it's also a it's also a safe haven for a lot of people. Yeah, um, you know, and and actually, there's been um, times where journalists have used the dark web yeah. in order to safely receive and send information, and other people in different countries use the dark web. Um, in order to communicate with each other without the government prying, yeah, so there's I, ways of doing. It's not like it's not like this, you know, dark and evil entity. Yeah, you know, it, it is used in that regard in some ways. You know, for, for people buying drugs and weapons, and you know, and women and children. And, you yeah, know, and other things that have been presumably happening. But it overall, it's not like this. You know, it's not 100 percent evil. I've, I've, I've still, I still want to go into the dark web yeah it's you can do it it's i i know but you would have to do it if you were if you were smart which i know you are there are definitely like lots of precautions and things you should take yeah. before entering into that i i want i want to go there and just look around yeah but i'm also kind of scared to do that because i think if you're in there and you make one fuck up it can lead yeah. to a shitload of other fuck ups because you're I mean, the do- most people in the dark web are fucking geniuses right. when it comes to computers hacking. Yeah, they know. They know their way around. And yeah. I think if you fuck up while you're busy browsing the dark web, I mean, my today alone, I used my car to buy game. Right. On the Xbox. So if the right hacker, if I click on the right link, thanks to the right hacker. Yeah, you're fucked. Shit, yeah. Well, if I was to ever venture into that realm... Uh, first of all, I wouldn't use any of my personal computers. Yeah, yeah. I would go out and buy a computer that did not have a camera. I would pay yeah. with it with cash. I wouldn't put any personal information on there. Mm. Just download the Tor browser, um, one, and then maybe some other safety features, and then be in a public Wi-Fi spot. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, and just like go from Starbucks. there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah Starbucks. Something like I would do something like, but there would definitely be no nothing coming back to me, um, except for maybe a location. Now here's the problem though, cameras. Um, so you would want to go to a public Wi-Fi spot, but to a place that cameras cannot track you because they can track the IP address. So not Starbucks then. Right. Because somebody could track the IP address and then ideally, if they were good enough, they could probably access the cameras Yeah, and they could probably pinpoint you or people in that area. And then they can probably use some, you know, maybe they can maybe figure it out. Maybe this is me getting more into the conspiracy, you know, aspect yeah, you of it. Can but I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's possible. Route, or yeah. you can go the assassin route. And right. I'm not sure which one you're trading on now. Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> so many stock and then assassinate. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely take the, the necessary precautions in order to do that. Um, but I know people who have used it before to buy things. Um, not necessarily illegal things, things but yeah. it's, you know, it's safe. again, it's, I think that it's safer yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there's an article about this too. So, there's an article about this guy who couldn't afford the medicine that he needed for his wife. Uh, right. Mm. Um, people can look it up. I'm sorry, I don't remember the article, but he couldn't buy the medicine that he needed for his wife. Insurance wasn't covering it because the United States insurance, <laughs> in general, is some shit. Yeah. Um. So the his insurance company wouldn't cover it. His wife was very sick. He needed the medicine, and it was like six hundred fifty dollars for like this medicine. Right. Mm. But in I forgot which Latin American country it was, but it was like some South American slash Latin American country that was selling it for like thirty five bucks. Right. But you can't 
buy drugs from another country. It's illegal, yeah. right? It's just not, it doesn't work like that. So um, if he was to phys- physically go there and bring it back, I think it would be fine. Um, but you can't order it, mm-hmm. right? But you can <laughs> but if you, you go on yeah. the dark web, right? Yeah. So I think he bought some Bitcoin or some other currency that not can be that used. we advise it. In yeah, any I'm not way, saying shape or form. I'm not saying you should do this, but I think he bought Bitcoin or maybe he used another cryptocurrency, PayPal. which is no, no, no. You have to use like a currency that won't be tracked that Mm-mm. would be like anonymous. So oh, yeah. I think I think I don't remember what it was, but I think the safest currencies to use now, if you're gonna make illegal transactions, Bitcoin isn't one of them anymore. Um, I think it's like Dash, right? Monroe, no, that. That's that's I'm a little bit more into that. I think it's Dash and Monero, the the top two that are supp- supposedly anonymous. So people can look into that. So anyways, he bought some currency, mm. right, in order for him to make this purchase. And then of course he went on the dark web. He looked at different drugs, and you know, and he's and he said like there's a big section for just medicine. Like people yeah. just need to buy medicine from other countries and can't afford it in their own country, like the United States, for example. And he found it. He found it for like 35 bucks, right? He made the transaction. And then like a week later, like the medicine showed up at his door. And that was it. So there is that aspect of the dark web. And I know there's other evil um, aspects that I've heard about, whether they be true or not, uh, which can be very uh, frightening. Yeah. Um, so tread carefully for anybody who, if you want to venture into that arena. Um, Agreed. <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't suggest doing it. <laughs> so no. unless unless you absolutely have to. But yeah, pretty much the guy was like, hey, you know, the dark web is a dangerous place, but it's not it's necessary uh, or it can be a dangerous place, but it's not all bad. And, you know, this sometimes people need to go to certain levels in order to make sure that they can live and survive. So and, 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 and for him, it was literally life or death for this woman. Yeah. Right. And they had no money. He was like, I don't have any fucking money to do this. Like, this is ridiculous. And of course, my insurance company isn't covering and all this other stuff. So he had to take drastic measures in order to save his wife's life. Now, he was he obviously kept himself anonymous in this article. Mm. Um, So people could say, OK, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't think the person was lying. And it could be a she, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, they could have changed that around. But um, I, I don't I know that it's necessary for some people. And I understand that sometimes individuals need to do what they have to do. And I remember when I was talking to some of my friends about it, you know, some people look at it from like, okay, this is a clearly illegal, right? This should not be happening. And then other people are like, well, yes, but he did it for, you know, his wife, right? He did it because it was like literally a life or death situation in the system that is supposedly working or that was supposed to be working for him failed him yeah right and his wife so it, it becomes it's like it's like a gray area a moral dilemma that's exactly what it is in in whether or not do you trust the system which has failed you which i guess countless times right just looking back if he's at that point where he needs to go that deep onto the internet to buy medicine because he wasn't buying drugs for his wife he was Right, it's not medicine. like he was buying like Heroin. like Ritalin and like yeah. all this other crazy shit and mixing shit. But now it becomes a moral dilemma because is it what he did wrong according to law? Yes, it is, but it was not. A lot of people can then do bad things to to you with the same justification, but right. you can understand where he's coming from and why he's doing. That. Oh yeah, I get it. <clears throat> I mean, if I was in a situation, I might have done the same thing. You know, so I don't I don't blame him or judge him at all. Um, I remember this is one quote I really like. Um, I, f- I forgot who said it, so I'm sorry, but this is not my quote. <laughs> and it says that 
laws are made by men and men are often wrong amen right so you know it's like one of those things that like hey you know like the law is not necessarily this absolute thing it's there for Mm -hmm. a reason right we should respect it because laws are there you know for different purposes yeah but not all laws are like oh my gosh like this law is you know uh, mandated by God and we have to follow it 100%. Yeah. Like, no, laws are made by human beings. Human beings can be wrong often and we all, and we often are, you know, in a lot of cases. So, um, in this case, you know, yes, it's illegal, um, but the insurance company, for whatever reason, I don't know which one it was, but for whatever reason, wasn't covering this very necessary medicine that she mm. needed to stay alive. So, he had to take measures. He had to take, you know, drastic measures. I don't blame him. I mean... I, think I, that, I respect them actually. That that whole process says then a lot more, not about them as people or about how bad or how dangerous the the deep dark web can be if you can buy medicine as easily as just going online. But it says more about this about society we're living in and it clearly states on certain areas where society needs to change or needs to focus to change and become better. Yeah, exactly. And that's just one case. Like, yeah, there's plenty of cases where insurance isn't covering a lot of people's health. You know, yeah. you know, there's like medical caps and there's like, you know, pre-existing conditions that people get charged more for. And there's like lots of things that happen. So I get it. Have you ever seen the movie John Q? No, so, no, I haven't. <clears throat> it's a good movie. Denzel Washington and some other famous actors and actresses. Um, and it kind of like pretty much took the same dilemma for for those of you who haven't seen the movie. I'm going to try not to spoil it, but be warned. So essentially it's about Denzel Washington's character is a father and his son has this very rare, I think, lung disease. And he's put on a list um, in order to receive this transplant. Or I don't know if it was like a lung or a heart transplant or something like that. I forgot heart disease. That's what I think it is. So they don't have the money to make the uh to pay for the operation right and insurance is not covering it so he and they're like well we we're sorry we can't put him on the list essentially or we can't give him a heart because <laughs> you can't pay for it essentially yeah. right and this kid's like 11 he's like he's very young and and denzel washington scares is like you know fuck that so what he <laughs> does he gets a gun and he's like this very calm and peaceful guy and he's like trying his best he's like listen man i like i promise like i'll pay you back the money like don't worry about it this is what we can give you right now i know you need more i'll get you more don't worry like he's trying his absolute best to do it the civil way right the, yeah the the morally correct way mm. and they're like no sorry right they're just being dicks so he takes drastic measures he like gets a gun he goes in the hospital he's like he takes people hostage he's like listen you're gonna give my son this operation right you're gonna do it right now or i'm gonna start killing people and the movie goes from there. <laughs> so I spoiled oh, some I, of it. Yeah, I've um, heard, I've, I've, I think I've heard of the movie. Before. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It, it sheds a light on certain aspects of reality. Mm. Um, and I, I thought it was entertaining. And it, and it kind of, you know, like you said, it kind of paints different. Uh, it kind of ca- paints a picture with different colors, right? Of what is morally yeah. correct and what is morally incorrect. And what is right and what is wrong in terms of today's society. Yeah. Right? Um. And yeah, I remember watching that movie and really thinking, I was like, damn, like that's okay. That's, I get it. You know, like obviously it was wrong, but it was also right in a way because like as a father, I don't, I'm not a father, but yeah. I can, I can understand where he's coming from as a father. This is a son, right? 
he wants to save his son, obviously. And he's like, hey, just take my heart. And they're like, oh, you're not compatible for some reason yeah. or whatever. Um, oh, no, no, he is compatible. But they wouldn't do the operation. I forgot what it was. But <laughs> what if, for whatever reason, they weren't going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like trying to look at it from his perspective, the father's perspective, which I totally understand. But at the same time, what if every father started doing that shit exactly you know or every mother started doing that i mean there's a system that's in place it may not be perfect and it may be rigged in a lot of ways but you know uh that doesn't give everybody the right to just like get a gun and just start threatening other people's lives right and taking other people hostage and possibly hurting other people purely because you have a child or a brother or a sister who needs who who needs who needs saving yeah now in this case in the movie's case it was a money thing yeah. As far as I remember, it was like a money thing. So like I'm like, okay, well it's just money. Like it's just that's just fucking money. It's paper. That's all it is. Like human beings that put value on money. You know? Yeah, money but is if you take the value if you, if human beings stop uh generally speaking, stop like valuing money, then it becomes useless. It literally just becomes <laughs> useless. That's all it is. It's just paper, well cotton paper. And yeah. That's it. So, anyways, I just thought it was interesting, and I think and I think they definitely made it a money issue for all intents and purposes for to reflect what society is today, especially in the United States with the insurance companies and things like yeah. that. Yeah, but it, if it you becomes... were to, if you were to change some of the details a little bit, it definitely becomes more, uh, you know, uh, morally debatable. Yeah. So it it becomes very relatable in what's happening. I think in a lot of countries now, when you do talk about the healthcare. Right. And insurance companies. But then my my biggest problem with that is if you have to watch it, it it's this is this is a term that that I was taught in my first year of studying drama was whenever you watch a show, mm-hmm. you suspend your disbelief. So in that moment, whatever is happening can happen and is true. Right. And if I watch the movie from that aspect, then I can enjoy the movie. But there's a bigger part of me that won't enjoy the movie for that thing of, I do understand it's your son, but the people you're taking hostage, they have families too. Exactly. Their lives matter too, but now you're taking that. And that's where it becomes a problem for me because your choices are now directly affecting and intentionally affecting their lives. Which, for me, that becomes a problem because... In all honesty, why is your son more important than the 30, 40 people who are who you are taking hostage? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that was, and that was a big portion of it as well. Yeah. And, and the thing is is like spoilers, definitely spoilers here. Um a, there's a point in the movie where he actually says like towards the end of the movie, he's like, you know, to be honest with you, you guys are just leverage I wasn't planning on hurting any of you. Yeah. He only has one bullet in the gun. And they're oh, like wow. surprised. And they're like, wait, you only have one bullet? <laughs> they're and like, God damn it. <laughs> right. And then he's like, well, the only person I, I actually came in here to hurt was myself. I was essentially going to sacrifice myself for my son. Right. And um, that's a big moment because, you know, like you said, like you're affecting other people's families. Like mm. you could hurt other people's families. In this case, yes, he could have. Right. He totally could have done that. But that wasn't his intention. You know, he, he yeah. wanted to make something happen. He was going to do anything by any means, but he really didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? So it was to a point where other people got leveraged. And and I try to like p- picture myself in that situation. Like, okay, what if it was me? Right? What if I was one of those people who were being leveraged? Uh, would I care as much? 
And I think that if ultimately it was like a a, a moral issue that I felt as mm-hmm. if I could relate to, and maybe even if I couldn't relate to it, I think it would be okay as long as it doesn't harm me. But then I thought about it on the other side. Man, man, fuck that. That's my life. Why are you doing that to me? You know? If, if so I, I, I really don't know. To this day, I have no clue like, how I, I think feel it about might, that. I don't know. I mean, we've only met, what, a few months ago. Yeah. But a story... The reason I think why I, why I have such a big problem with that movie is because a few years ago, we were held at gunpoint. Okay. In our house. So we were tied up in our house with men walking through our house, taking our shit, guns and knives. I was awoken with a knife in my face. Right. So I know what it's like to be held, to a certain extent, to be held hostage. Mm -hmm. So when you tell me about that movie, I immediately see it from the victim's point of view. I don't see it as the father wanting to help his son. Right. I immediately know what I what it felt like for me those minutes that they were ransacking our house and we were sitting there. My mom was crying. My brother, his friend, my brother's girlfriend. That that is what I think of. Right. That is what I immediately relate to. So for me, I do understand the moral dilemma, but. Like I said, you're, now your choices are affecting other people. Where the guy who bought internet... The guy who bought internet, no? The guy who bought the medicine yeah. of the internet, his actions didn't in that way affect anyone. Although right. the moral dilemma is there, of course, of it being illegal and, 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 and. But here it's that... It, it's some, taking something like that to a whole new extreme, which it starts to become dangerous. And that that's where I... <clears throat> like I mentioned before, that's where I can I can suspend my disbelief to up up to a point, and then it becomes too personal. Yeah, yeah. In terms of morality, it's very um, it's a very interesting conversation. Um, I would, I mean, first I would recommend everybody to watch the movie. It's, mm. I think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely watch the movie, and you know, just try to try to put yourself in different perspectives and different positions, and put yourself in the father's position and the mother's position because the mm. mother also had a very unique role, even though it was minor. I think she also had a very unique role yeah. in what she was doing, and the whole time, like he was saying, like the whole time, like I'm doing this for my son. You know, what I'm saying like that's it. This is not a superiority thing. This is not, you know, uh, one of those things where I'm just like I don't care about all of you guys because. You know, because he he does like he makes it known that he will hurt them because yeah. he's doing it for his son. But deep down inside, he doesn't really want to. Right. He doesn't want to hurt anybody else. So, yeah, it's it's um it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Everybody should check it out. So anyway, it's good. That was a good warm up topic. I like that. <laughs> let's let's move on, man. Let's move yeah, on. Sure. You cool with that? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So <clears throat> let's move on to your passions. So tell me uh, in the audience what you are passionate about. It doesn't have to be one thing. It can be multiple things. But. Tell me what you got. Oh, it's uh, it's always difficult when people talk about passions because my some of my passions are fleeting. So at one moment I'll have a passion for one thing, and it's not that the passion goes away, but it dies down. Right? Is it like <clears throat> a slow death, or is it just like <laughs> no? It it like slows down and then it picks up again. Okay, so it's like staggering. Yeah. It for example, one of one of my passion definitely is is reading right i love 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 reading do i read a lot no mm. i don't i oh these past few years i haven't read a lot of course because i'm busy but also because i'm 
just a lot of times too lazy. Right. And it's so much easier to just click on the next episode instead of picking up a book and actually having to read. That's and true. The focus and <laughs> energy true. is completely different. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. And there's no agree. lack of TV shows to watch. Exactly. There's so a million I, I have shows. a passion for reading. Um, Any types of uh, favorite authors, favorite genres, books, genres, books that you would like to recommend, like your favorite books or... I don't understand people who have specific genres they like. I don't trust people like that because okay. that is just too narrow-minded if you're just stuck in one. Because I've read books from horror to which I'm reading now is basically uh, Christian fiction mm-hmm. to... Oh, now I can't think of... To, uh, I've read the first Hunger Games book, although I wasn't a big fan of the book. Really? Just my, just the way her writing style is was mm. just didn't suit me well. Okay. I know if if you are reading, which I think you will be agree, some people just write in a way that it you just can't doesn't really suit you. Yeah, yeah, it, I agree. It, it just doesn't flow as easily. Yeah. Well, Favorite... I'm surprised that you said that about what what's the author's name again? Mar. I read all three. Her Mar- writing was fine to me. Marissa. I don't remember. I think it was Mar. Something with the M. Okay. Anyways, go I think, ahead. but, but yeah. yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't like her writing style. One of my favorite authors, which, whose books I need to read more of her books is, and my pronunciation could be wrong. Jody Picol, I think. Oh, Picol. Yeah. Picol? Oh, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right either. Yeah, I know Jody Picol or Picol. She and her surname, but she is one of my favorite. She actually one of her books got me into reading. Which one? Uh, Second Lands. I've I have a it. huge fascination with um She's a great writer for ghosts sure. and spirits yeah. and demons and monsters and exorcisms and things like that. The the horror side of things I do enjoy. And right. I can't remember how but we were watching an interview and she was talking about this book and it was about ghosts. Mm. So I asked my dad, uh he was overseas. So I asked him if he could buy the book because I think the book wasn't being wasn't released yet in South Africa or well he was he wanted to get me something so I asked him to look for the book right and I got the book and I started reading it's a it's a it's a big read I think it's a it's a big book and it does deal with bad ghosts but not in the way that I thought it would it's mm. a clever written thing that it jumps back in time and to give you a history about the ghost and then it's a love story because fucking every story has to be a fucking love story <laughs> nice. so there's there's also an element of that but after I read that book I was like wow reading is amazing reading is awesome and I love that book so if ev- anyone if you want to read a very good book about a ghost mm. or about ghosts not about it's not a horror ghost thing or about ghosts it's it's a what would you it's a drama right it's it's uh it's a novel okay it's not a, it's not horror it's not it's more hinting on romance mm. but it wasn't the overall theme of the thing right like i read this book years ago i was still i think early high school mm. so that was a good almost 10 years ago that i read the book i think so it was very. I, have I you ever can, have you gone back and read it? Again? I want to. That is that is definitely one of the things that I want to do. I've reread uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. They okay. Netflix just did a huge series about that. Yeah, disappointed. 
<laughs> my Mo- friends and I have had debates about the show. I've actually watched a video today about re- how certain people react to the show. I've right. read the book now twice because it, for me, it's a very good book. Mm. And for me, when I read the first time, when I was in high school, it was very relatable right. with it dealing with depression and suicide and all the things teens go through. Right. So I reread it this year, last this year, last year. I reread it last year. And now I'm rereading The Atonement Child by Francine Rivers, which she is... Uh, I used to work in a Christian bookshop when mm. I was at school. So I have no idea how I came across this book or if someone recommended it. And I read it and I thought it was a very... It, I don't know. I Actually, now that I'm rereading it, I don't know why I liked it so much. But I was just... It was a very good book. It was an amazing book. I don't know why I liked it, actually. And rereading it now... It really is a very good book. Although there's a lot of things, it brings a lot of questions to mind. And I'm a lot older. I have more knowledge. I have more life experience. Fuck, I'm only 25. But I have some. I have more life experience. So rereading it from a different perspective, I st- still don't understand why I liked it the first time. But it's a book that I would recommend to people. If you aren't... If you aren't bothered by... Christianity right or very strong religious themes then definitely I would recommend reading it but if you are a person who gets annoyed with religious people then don't mm. don't read it because Francine Rivers like many other writers I work in a Christian bookshop she is a Christian fiction writer she right. writes from a religious perspective a religious background um one of my other favorite authors is also a Christian fiction writer but he writes he tends more to go toward the horror side okay um and uh, I, w- I would recommend him to anyone because his re- the religion doesn't always come as strongly it's not as not for like prevalent or yeah it's okay. yeah it's not as prevalent as you find in francine rivers that is about um for example in the atonement child there's a lot of moments where the characters pray to god and ask for guidance where Mm. in ted decker ted decker's books although they do have a christian theme it's not always like the characters praying to god or asking for god right for help one of my favorite books which i also need to reread is three uh by ted decker which basically what happens there is i think there was this huge ass storm and I can't remember if the protagonist is a woman or a man, but he slash she slash it, let's not assume gender, uh, becomes trapped in this town and no one can leave the town because there's a killer on the loose. Oh. And the killer is making some random ass ransoms. And then there's also something about a desert. I think the setting changes all of a sudden that they are encased or they are in a desert type thing and so they have nowhere to go and I might be confusing it with another book that I read Mm. because I've read it years ago but it was an amazing book huge as plot twist at the end Um, but also I know someone loses a finger or a hand and that freaked everyone out in the book of course (laughs) if you would see someone in real life losing a hand you would of course freak out Ted Decker's, but like I said, Ted Decker, I was introduced to him through the book House. Mm-hmm. 
They actually made a movie about it. I need to rewatch that movie. But he wrote it with Frank Peretti, and it's a horror. It's a ho- yeah, it's a horror about people. They take this classic thing about people. I think breaking their car breaking down, and then there's this there's one old dilapidated house, mm-hmm. and then they go into the house. Then it's a group of random because i think i re i reread the book i think i've read that book twice now it's a group of random people that are in the house and then they can't get out of the house and then this i think it's a can that is dropped and then they read the can and the can has rules on it and one of the rules is that the person that dropped the can is god Mm. and he will kill whoever he wants to kill and I can't remember the rules, but it comes down to his God. This is his house and he can do whatever he wants. Okay. So then they go down into the basement to try to escape through the basement. And then the basement becomes this other world where doorways and hallways and weird ass rooms and people getting killed. And it's an amazing story. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. It's, it's it's now that I think about it, I think I will definitely write that down as a book that I need to find and read again. Right. But his books, Frank Peretti, I haven't read any of his other works, but I'm also very interested in his some of his books also. I like horror. Yeah. If I have to choose a, a specific genre to always read, I would most probably always go for horror. Okay. Even horror or fantasy. I'm also still busy with Robert Jordan. I don't know if you know the Book of Time. No. Um, it's a fan. It's fantasy, and I think there are fourteen books. It's the That's first book is <laughs> yeah. Lot, it's sure. we, and each book is almost a thousand pages thick. Damn. Um, so that is also something I'm still busy with the second book, but it is a series that I want to finish. Um, but he was actually also a very good writer. Um. So, do you write at all? <laughs> sure. Because most most readers like to write a little bit. Most, um, I, in my experiences. So. Yeah, I, I've lost my writing ability. Okay. In the sense, when I was at school, I'd write. I wrote a lot, okay. and I loved writing poetry. But as the years went on, I've lost that because I haven't practiced, and. After I started studying drama, a new way of expression was, or a new way of expressing myself opened up, and that was through stage. Right. So I think a lot of my creativity, I think, went away from writing and went into that creative process. And so whenever now, when I try to think creatively, it always becomes a stage production. Okay. So whenever I do think about writing something or whenever I do think about something or to write poetry, it always becomes on what would it look like on stage or what, how would I put this on stage? But I, there is a part of me that does love writing. I did script writing when, while I was studying. Um, I do have, in the back of my mind, if ever I do have the time, I, there is still a novel which I want to try and write which has been in the back of my mind since I was, I think, 15, 16 years old. Okay. 
So you have to get to that eventually, for sure. Yeah, and then also <laughs> there are, are a few oh, plays ideas that I have that I want to try and write. Um, but your passion is definitely reading. Yeah, okay. reading, reading. Talking about it now, I miss reading. Yeah. Although I am currently busy reading a book, I miss. I miss all the time I spend reading. But then I also have other things I do now and watch series and. But like teach yeah <laughs> if if i had to work. say my my passion in life yeah not free time passion but my passion in life that would most definitely now come down to theater okay that is what makes me the happiest is theater okay so we'll expand on that then why like how did you become passionate about it why theater that is i did I mean, most schools, they have their yearly productions or mm-hmm. my high school, in a sense, every two years they had a production and I participated and I enjoyed it. It was fun, but I never thought more of it until I think I was about 15, 16. And you really had to start like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was thinking things of becoming a doctor or a nurse uh, something in the medical field. I because I enjoyed um, biology a lot. I, to this day, I still biology is still so I find it so fascinating. But then I also started thinking, or I really got into musicals because I was doing musicals at school. So I started watching musicals, and from there, the love for stage and theater just developed more. And then I spoke to my parents and said, to "Them, I want to study drama," and my parents said okay, that's fine, we will support you and you can go for the auditions. But you also need to have a backup plan. Right. So my backup plan was psychology. Because although I do find biology interesting, psychology, if if I had to choose to, choose to study something now, it will most probably be psychology. Mm. Aside from drama, I will always choose drama first. But so that was my backup plan was drama if I didn't come uh, was psychology if I didn't come in for drama so i went for musical auditions and i went for drama auditions and then i got into drama but i found out later i was shortlisted for the musical theater program which i was like oh so i didn't do that bad i was shortlisted um so then i started studying drama and as i studied drama more i realized that i really really loved this more than I even thought I did Mm. and as that grew I discovered that I enjoyed teaching as well through one thing if if you don't know what to do with your life go study drama for the reason is you learn a lot about yourself a lot of people who study drama and then did something else always say they're glad they studied drama because if it wasn't for drama they wouldn't be where they are now Mm. so if ever you don't know what to do with your life go study drama you will you realize a lot about yourself. But during that, I found that I also had a passion for teaching and theater. And it just grew from that to the point where theater will be always be my main passion. But that, what, how can I say? Uh, that stretches out both into academics and to teaching. Okay. Because that is my goal in life, is I want to teach theater at university level, but and I want to keep on researching 
theater. It's it's so strange. A lot of people when they um, apply when they do things like their masters, the sense that I get that they do want to do it, but they don't really want to do it. They're yeah, just doing they it. They do it because they kind of have to, but it's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, for example, this morning I was busy with my um, my letter of intent to do my masters next or to apply to do my masters next year and i had this aha moment while i was researching or as i was basically retyping the research because that is what research is you retype what other people wrote and then you just add one sentence and then citation yes citation (laughs) um and as i was doing this i became excited and I become giddy and I just want to share with everyone this new discovery that I made or this new information that I got. Mm. And it all relates. It's all about theater. I mean, I want to do my master's in theater. Um, I want to do a doctorate. I want to do in with regard to theater and especially directing. So why, why theater? Like why theater as compared to anything else? Like how did you get into this? I think it all started when I started studying drama because we do get exposed to some film aspects. Mm-hmm. But there is just a feeling that you have when you're on stage that you can't describe to anyone. There is, There was one show we did, for anyone who's listening who knows theater, um, there's a playwright called Hendrik Ibsen. A very, very famous playwright. And he wrote... One of his famous works is A Doll's House. It was made into a movie in 19... <laughs> um, a very iconic movie as well. And we did a performance of A Doll's House. And there was one performance where I went on stage. And I went and I exited the stage... And I could not remember what happened on stage. Mm. There is that moment where you're living in that character. Where you, when you step out of that character, you can't remember what you did. That is just how well connected you were with everything and everyone in that moment. And that is something that I want to recreate. Right. That is why I love directing so much. is because I get to recreate that sensation for other actors and then i also get to be creative myself but i also get to have an audience experience this show or i can deliver this message through the show or give my opinion through the show it's something that i can't explain to people if you've never i'm not talking about just doing a small production on school level i'm talking about seriously in the moment acting once you've experienced being on stage like that it it's something completely completely different right that's amazing and from that it just grew more and more and it matured it matured it matured from me love being on stage to me preferring to direct and then that love grew from directing it grew into teaching right and if my dreams do come true, then hopefully I will be able to teach and direct one day. They will, man. <laughs> that is that is the big dream. You can do it. It's totally possible. Now, with that being said, do you have any favorite um, 
plays oh um or oh, yeah plays. so what would you recommend oh. so if somebody was like i'm i'm curious on what he's referring to like plays or movies specifically oh. i know plays are different plays obviously <laughs> but the thing the thing that becomes difficult with plays is there are so many there's such a big variety in plays as in movies and books and you have different genres but reading a play is not the same as reading a book right no yeah right. i mean one of my favorite authors and i've one of my exam pieces that i did in my last year at university studying drama was inspired by her works her name is sarah kane mm-hmm. she is a playwright and i think she performed as well um and she is very known for what they call in-your-face theater. Right. And this is basically just all her works are... There's sex, there's nudity, there's gore, there's blood, there is profanity. Mm-hmm. She swears like a sailor Nice in her works. And then she wrote a play, 448 Psychosis. And after she wrote that play, she committed suicide. Mm. So that play, some believe, is was her suicide note to the world. Oh. And I love that play. But what makes that play so difficult is there is one page of the play that's blank. Hmm. And that's part of the play. And then it would become poetry. And then on the next page, it would just be random numbers all over the page. Right. And then you go to the next page. And then it would be a conversation between a doctor and a patient. Mm -hmm. So you have that kind of structure in a play, which is more poetic than it is really a a play, play, but it's still a play. Right. But then you can jump to the other side where I can go to Arthur Miller. He actually, he had, he, da- he and Marilyn Monroe dated. If you've ever watched the movie uh, Marilyn that was released a few years, you actually, he was her lover, boyfriend, person right. in the movie as well. So he was a famous playwright. He wrote plays in the 1920s, 1910, 1920s. And one of my most favorite plays, aside from Sarah Kane, is his play The Crucible. Mm-hmm which deals with the Salem witch hunt in 18... No, 16, 16, the 1600s. Sorry, Salem witch hunt was in the 1600s. So the whole play is about these girls and the maid took them outside after curfew and they performed a ritual. So it being in Salem, it being the Salem witch hunt, um, the one girl doesn't wake up the next morning. And then all of the sudden the girls, it carries on, but she doesn't wake up and then they believe the devil is in her. Mm. And then you start, then you hear about the kids that went outside and they danced naked, which in the 1600s, now you would think that person is on coke or something or (laughs) ecstasy. (laughs) Yeah. Where in that times that was witchcraft. That was so wrong. And then you find out that the girls did that with the maid. Mm. So then they said the devil is within the maid and she does witchcraft. Oh. So then these girls that, if found guilty, I think they would be, they would die and they don't want to die. So the story goes on and then what they start doing is they say that they've been, they, the devil were, the devil was in them and now they are freed. 
but they know who the witches are mm. in Salem. Or not specifically Salem, but in their village. Right. Because it's more based on the Salem witch and then it is the Salem witch. But then they start just randomly pointing out people they don't like. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. That's fucked and up. And saying that... Um, what's... What what they call... Um, it's not Mrs. I can't remember. But then they would... For example, one of the lead characters, Abigail, mm. she and... She had sex with... Also, the one of the lead characters, they had sex, mm-hmm. but he is married and he has children. So he doesn't want to, be of course, her. be with her, but she's in love with him. So, right. of course, she says that his wife is a witch. Oh, and then a new reverend comes. He has knowledge about demonology and exorcism and things like that. So he comes into this village. The whole village is... A huge fuck up mm-hmm. because of these girls who who claims that these people are witches. So people are being hung left, right, and center for for doing witchcraft. Right. And as the play carries on, this reverend or pastor or whatever he starts questioning. But we are relying on the girl on the words of these three girls. Something isn't making sense because right. if you talk to the people, their opinion about those people are completely different. Right. So then it's then. The reverend starts questioning these girls. He questions his faith. And nearing the end of the play, most of the fucking people are hung because of witchcraft. Mm. And then... Oh, I feel so bad because this is a play that I want to direct. It's a play that I've had the honor of actually performing. Although we took... The director took a different route with it. Um, Oh, I just can't remember his fucking name and it annoys me. But he is... His wife gets sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. And because now apparently the girls say that she's a witch. And then at the end, he is also, they also claim that he is a witch as well. And he has to choose. Either he has to say he is a witch or a wizard or a warlock or whatever, and he will get set free. Mm-hmm. Or if he keeps quiet then he will be hung because he's not denying that right what the girls are saying and then he says he, he will not go against his principle of and he will not lie so it's it it's bigger than just lying if you follow the whole play it's bigger than just basically lying but he said he will not admit to being something that he isn't right he has been honest about his relations with abigail that he slept with abigail um, his wife is pregnant with their third child. Spoilers alert. Um, but he will not lie. He will not give in to these girls. He will right. not give them that power. And then it ends, of course, with him being hung because he doesn't. And even there's this scene between him and his wife mm-hmm. where he asks his wife for guidance. What should he do? Should he lie? She being pregnant and... Right, with kids already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should he lie or should he, like, keep doing what he's doing? And because of the characters and so on in the story, of course, she tells him that he needs to do what he feels is right. She will right. support him no matter what. And then everyone knows what... I think that's... I could be wrong now. I haven't read that play. But one of my favorite plays, The Crucible, 
if and you speak, 448 psychosis and 448 psychosis if ever you speak to a theater nerd yeah the crucible will most definitely be in their it should be in their vocabulary because it's a it's a very historically iconic play mm. although Arthur Miller has done a lot more some of his works are more famous than the crucible yeah. for me that is one of just because of how the question it brings out in society and mentality and how people can be so closed-minded. Right. Oh, it's just an amazing, amazing play. I need to read. I need to put that on my... Although I've read that play countless times. I mean, I performed the play, so I've read the play many, many, many times. But Right. And of course, I want to direct it as well. Yeah, I would. I would like to see that. I have actually never, and to my, I mean, if I remember correctly, I've never seen a play. Really? I don't think I've ever seen one. Ever. <laughs> You're missing out. Uh, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've actually heard. I was watching one of my um, uh, other podcasts <clears throat> um, that I really like to follow called Kind of Funny, and uh, one of the guys' name is uh, Nick Scarpino. And he went on vacation, I think, in England, and him and his wife went to go see, like, the Harry Potter play. Oh, yeah, The Cursed Child. And apparently it was, like, amazing. And I was like, the way he he explained it, I was like, that sounds like some something I would like to watch. Um, So I would like to see a play. I, I would like to see one. I think it would be interesting and entertaining for sure. Um, I haven't done it yet, though. You, It's something that I would... The one thing that's difficult when telling someone to... or not telling, advising someone to watch a play is the variety of a, of plays or of theater out there mm-hmm. because you, or the variety is so vast that a lot of times people watch theater and they don't like because they don't understand it. Right. And then I want to tell them, yes, it's but it's because you watch the wrong show. Yeah. There's a lot of shows I've watched. Me, I've studied drama. I've... I've done it. I've lived it. I've seen it. There are a lot of shows that I've seen where I was sitting there. What the fuck are you doing? I have <laughs> no clue what your message is, what you're trying to do. And some people are like, it's amazing. It spoke to my soul. Right. So if ever you watch a play, make make sure you look into it, whether it's a like just a normal play mm-hmm. or whether it is more experimental or... Thing, because a lot of people they would go watch a play and then it would be a physical theater piece right and then they're like yeah but no one said anything and then it's like you needed to be warned actually before that that it was phys- more physical theater than it was just a play play yeah yeah i don't think i would ever like to read a play i want to watch it because in my opinion plays are meant to be acted out like that's the way they're written oh you're you're touching on such an interesting well, I mean, that's just my topic. Per- topic. No, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know too much about this realm. I mean, I don't know too much about your you know theater, but mm. I mean, the way that I've always understood when I have read small plays before, yeah, it's when you're writing a play, you're writing it to the extent that yeah. you want it to be acted out, right? Books are not the same. You read yeah. a book, you know. I mean, most books that turn into movies are shit anyway. Right. Agreed. Um, and one of the reasons why I think that is is because it's not written to be acted out. Yeah. Right? Um, if you're writing a play, then you are literally writing that play to be acted out for people to watch, watch it. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna get a certain type of quality with that. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I would ever like to read a play like a full like professional play. I don't because yeah. I would want to actually watch it, you know, and I would want to see how those characters come to life through the acting, right? Because yeah. that's the way in my mind that it should be done. Um, so if I wanted to read a story from point A to point B, I would read a book because the way that's that's what it is. It's a story from point A to point B. So yeah, I can I can completely agree agree with you. If I'm not talking from the theater side of me, yeah. If you are, if you are interested in theater, of course you need to read plays. Yeah, of course, yeah. Absolutely. For various reasons, and for hours we can debate about why you should read plays. But yeah, I can. You make a you make a valid point when it comes to writing that plays are written to be performed. Even when I sit down and I, when I've written plays before and last year I did start writing a play I do sit and I think and I visualize what it would look like on stage what are these people doing on stage that's I mean that's why you get your uh okay no I'm completely that's why you get your stage directions for what people need to do. yeah enter this person this person leaves or you know like you know you must act out like this way eccentric or you know or sad or angry like Every the few plays that I have read, they're that's you're they're meant to be performed. Yeah, you know, and and I I can imagine it obviously because the writing is there. Like, oh, this person is angry while he or she is saying this, so I can imagine it. That's not a problem. It's just I would much rather watch it performed. Yeah. You know? So books they don't have to do that now, and it sounds weird because books obviously when you're reading a story like oh this person this this and that said you know yeah simon angrily or whatever so obviously you know you're reading that too but you don't have like the enter exit enter exit yeah you know character 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 it's it's it generally doesn't work that way yeah and of course there's different genres you know that mm. you know, have different writing styles but you know I, when i read a book i'm not i'm an imagine i'm imagining it obviously yeah but i'm not looking at it as a performance yeah th- that is that is i think the the big thing is when an author writes a my personal opinion when an author writes a book they want to create this fictitious world Mm -hmm. when a playwright writes a play they want to create this fictitious world that can be brought to life Mm. specifically and I think that is the huge difference when it comes to with your books and plays and I can understand why I would rather watch a play than read a play for me I'm just biased in reading plays because that's where my passion lies. My passion lies uh, engrossed with theater. So right. I technically I have to read plays. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, it's all it makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely, it makes sense to me. So, and I I can um like when I think about it from like a gaming perspective, right? Mm. A lot of people like to watch games. They don't like to play it as much. In my mind, I'm like games are meant to be played. played. Yeah, and right. Yeah. That is that's the whole point of a game. Um, but at the same time, I also understand that people enjoy watching the game play more of others, whether they be skill based or whether they like the person's commentary. You know, I don't know what it could be many things. But for mm-hmm. me, I'd rather play. Now, do I watch some people play games? Yeah, for various reasons. But generally, the game is created for to be played, not to be watched. Right. And it's the same thing um, for plays like plays are meant to be watched, in my opinion, yeah. rather than read. So. But yeah, I mean, from your perspective, obviously, it's going to be different. It's a combination of all those things, right? Yeah. You read it for entertainment, you read it to act, and then you also act it out, and then you can also watch it, right? So yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, man, cool. 
Thank you. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of your passion? I mean, that's that's very interesting. I've never heard of anybody who's passionate about theater before. So this is very entertaining and enlightening as well. Yeah, it's it, it's very it's it's so annoying actually <laughs> talking about theater again. Not not it's annoying to think of oh I, now I just want to do it again. I just want to <laughs> not necessarily leave Korea. I mean I've actually come to love Korea a lot, but I want to do theater. I'm yearning to do theater again. I haven't done. When I say doing theater, I literally mean doing theater, not reading a plan. I literally mean making theater. Right. I miss making theater so much. I miss directing so, so, so much. Right. There is something so spectacular about directing and the creating something. If... I think this is where people who aren't very artsy, if I can put it like that, people aren't interested in art, people who are very logical, right? which I technically am, but which are very logical and not interested in art, if they've never made something new, to a certain extent, because technically nothing is really new, everything is either borrowed or improved upon, if you've never had that experience of you made this, this is your creation, and the amazing process of coming to that point, then you won't understand when I say how how addictive that becomes. Right. So I mean, there are a That's lot of people. There are a lot of people. I mean, theater people, performers that I've met that they don't like directing. Mm. I mean, I partially enjoy acting i i think i'm a bad actor i don't think i can act very well but i do think that i have some talent in directing and just oh i can all these ideas in my head and things i want to try and experiment with it's it's frustrating right but it's also so magical cuz it's it's something new you created on stage and like i said some people love it some people don't yeah i mean but that's i mean that's your passion man when, that's what you know when you when you study drama i'm not sure about other programs the program we did and most programs are aware about they have an element of directing to it because they need to expose you to what they can expose you to and one element is directing so you have to direct at least one production and after i directed my first production it was like love at first sight mm. <laughs> or love at first Production. Production. <laughs> love at first um, play? Love at first play. I, I don't know. Yeah. But. <sighs> I'm not sure which one it would be. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's just an excitement that I get whenever. And people hate sitting with us when we start talking about theater and drama. Because my friends and I, we can get carried away for hours mm. debating about things that people who don't have the knowledge don't necessarily understand. Right. Or get. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very intriguing to me because mm. I don't know anything about it. Um, so, but I mean, I obviously love the outcomes of theater, yeah. you know, I've never seen a play, but I've seen movies. Yeah. Right? So in TV shows, which is theater, you know, it's entertainment, there's acting and there's, you know, different, lots of different elements that go into it. So, you know, I think everybody to an extent loves it. You know, they don't really know all the different, um, components That's, that go yeah. into it, but yeah, they love it. That is, that is always when I hear people 
or especially parents when they discourage their child from drama or acting or when other young when other people make fun of people who are interested in theater or music or things like that and i think but you stupid little fuck the thing that they are passionate about is the thing that you basically do every day you watch movies every day you right. listen to music who do you think makes that right not the person that you're picking on it's true it's very true that person right it annoys me so much when people start yeah i, th- I think doing th- and i then i don't get you you say that that person is is a geek or a nerd or something like that because they are passionate and interested in something but it's something that you also enjoy you yeah it doesn't make sense fuck. yeah it doesn't make sense to me and and i think that applies to a lot of other things as well yeah you know for like the typical nerdy things right like computers for example oh you're into computers you're such a nerd right but like okay but you use a computer for everything yeah without computers you wouldn't have a smartphone right you wouldn't be able to you know utilize a lot of the services that you would utilize by ordering things online for example yeah he or as he types watching on youtube yeah exactly so like <laughs> and theater's just another one like you know oh you know these drama nerds which i've seen you know people talk about them all the time especially in school Proud. <laughs> right i'm like okay but you you talk about your favorite tv shows and your movies it's the same thing yeah know? who so, made that who right, was exactly, responsible hey, for that exactly so yeah i totally understand that i, I don't understand well, just people are stupid in general. Yeah, I agree. If it's one thing I've learned, it's just that people are just stupid in general. And you can't, you shouldn't think that they're as smart as you think they are because they're not. Yeah. And um, just my experiences. And I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, there are, there are a lot of just dumbasses in the world. Agreed. Like a ton. With, with my the little I've experienced in life in my twenty five years on this earth. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a couple years older than you, so like you know, yeah, I uh, yeah, like a lot, like a damning amount of stupid ass people. And I'm not sitting here saying like I'm superior. I'm not saying that I'm better or like even like way more intelligent or on a different plane. I'm just saying that people could be smarter. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> like just, from people could just be smarter. Logical, you know? or... yeah, from a logical standpoint, you know, from uh being just being more open minded i think is very important being more yeah. open minded and i think a lot of people aren't which is their problem um so I'm not- what did what did i watch oh like today i watched a lot of you not a lot of youtube now i'm lying today i watched a few youtube videos that were sent about uh re- were reacting videos and one of the things they one of the things they actually talked about were uh they did a special episode on the whole issue that happened in charlottesville which we've discussed before and one of the things is that people are so afraid of of different yeah and it's true they react so negatively towards different just because that person is different one now you hate them right but why yeah why yeah there's so many reasons so many reasons why that happens i mean society it's your family's religion to take in consideration of that Plays a I, role. culture that's it's not a religion like a belief system yeah you know like it, uh, but religion in a lot of cases especially in the united states plays a role yeah um and in certain countries that religion plays a big mm. role um but you know it could be any belief system it could be you know culture there's so many things that go into it but it, it start i think ultimately it starts from home you know yeah it starts from the parents and if somebody's you know teaching their kids that it's going to stick you know 
Um, and especially with racism specifically, I mean, racism is a social construct. You know, you have to be taught to be racist. Essentially. Oh, yes. So, and, and if you think about that, that's that sends a strong message because that means there are people who are teaching other people to be racist. Yeah. Right. It's that's it's, not something to be taken lightly. They you know? I think in the in the react video they showed another video of an advert that was aired in 1948 i think uh, it's been doing its rounds on social media apparently since the charlottesville incident and i think actually in that the end of that nearing the end of that video or that advert i mean it's black and white true 1940s style right black and white it actually says that no one is born a racist. Mm-hmm. No one, you're, nobody is born with hate in them. Like you said, it's something that is taught or not necessarily intentionally taught, but it's something that might be perceived because some people don't see racism as being or being racist as being wrong. To them, right. that is just the way of life. So they yeah. teach that to their child and their child doesn't know better which is why teachers become extremely important that's true yeah and then there's also i don't know what the correct term for this is but like there could be like a group of people that you dislike and they just so happen to have uh different color skin for example um so i know this happened like back in ancient times um they might be like oh well we don't like the romans or we don't like the gauls or we don't like the egyptians or we don't like the syrians or the greeks or whatever and it just so happened that most of those people from those different areas mm. had like different types of skin tones or skin colors or maybe certain types of looks, for example. So those people would automatically be associated with those features. Yeah. Right. Um, and they would say, oh, I don't like those people. Right. From that country or from that mm, yeah. from that area, for example. Um, and that might be misconstrued as racism. True. You know, because, oh, I don't like those people over there. Oh, why not? Because they have, they do this, they do this, they do that, right? But let's take that into today's consideration, right? So let's just say, for example, I don't like uh, Latin Americans. Mm. Well, let's let's just say white people, right? In the United States. I'm mixed myself, and I say I don't like like those people over there um, because their culture is weird, and I don't like their food, and they're mean, right? If that group of people was all white... And I'm telling that to somebody else, they might assume that I don't like white people. Yeah. Right? But in my mind, I'm like, no, it's not white people. I just don't like that group of, of people, people because yeah. the, because of their culture, their food, and their meat, they're just generally mean. Right? So it can be misconstrued in some ways. And I think the problem today, um, there are definitely races out there, but there's also people who just don't like certain cultures. Yeah. And there's certain people who have uh a certain lifestyle for example or a religion that they may not like and they associate it with a certain group of people which can be seen as racist yeah and it may not be racist it could totally be racist don't get me wrong but it may not be racist um being able to convey that though is very difficult right Mm -hmm. and then i think some people are going to listen to this like well jamal that's racist but in a sense it's not you know I, i don't i don't consider it to be racist i don't know what i would consider it to be um but I wouldn't consider that to be racist. I don't know. What, what do you think? 
Maybe I'm going crazy. It's been a long week, but no, I, I, I <laughs> but com- you see what I mean, right? Yeah, I completely. If you have like certain features, you know, maybe or or that that group of people have certain features that you and they do stuff that you don't like, right? And they just happen to be white, you know, or they just happen to be Latin yeah. American, like you know, whatever, like brown skin, for example. Not all of them, but brown, you know, it's yeah. a common feature in in my experiences with Latin Americans. So you know, like no, I just don't like them. I just don't like those people. You know, now. If you're telling that to somebody else, somebody else is going to look into that. Like, okay, you don't like those people. Yeah. Right? Those people happen to have, for the most part, a lot of brown skin. So, you automatically associate um, that individual saying they don't like them. They don't like that group of people with brown skin. But it could be, this may not be the skin color at all. It may just be other things. Music. That is, I I think with with that, that is where communication becomes (laughs) so important. Yeah, I agree. Especially, especially with people, if you don't like something, please, please explain to me. Please explain it. Why? Yes. Yeah, I agree. As, if, especially let's we're seeing that we're talking about racism. If people like back in my country, if people would say they hate black people, then I would ask them why. Right. I've never been given an answer which I can accurately say, I agree with you. Right. I've heard of reasons. Um. Or some of the reasons that I know that are out there, I can kind of understand is there are some people out there out there who had a very traumatic experience when they were young mm-hmm. with a black person. Right. So they hate all black people. Okay, with that I can understand. You are psychologically, you are scarred right. for life. To that extent, not I'm not condoning right, that course. you hate black people, for example. But I do understand where your hate comes. It's the same with feminists who hate men a lot of feminists when asked why do you hate men then sometimes it is because they had some traumatic not necessarily always rape but they had some traumatic experience with a male figure and they start hating men right yeah i mean and your your example is a prime example in terms of black people in South and Africa. for that i can i can understand yes okay you had a bad experience with person with a male or with someone of a different race I, I can understand that you have a problem with them. Right. But then other people who had a fairly normal life, Mm -hmm. if I can put it in those, that had the whole white picket fence and they hate black people or even in my case, if they had gay people, it's like, but why? Right. And then they go into the Bible tells and say, okay, but no, let's not, let's take take religion out of this. (laughs) Right, yeah. What about that person? What about that person being of color? Right. why, why is that so off-putting to the point where you hate them? And let's not take the... Because I know people have racial claims about the Bible. and yeah. But then you have other people who say that God is black and other people that God is a woman. And yeah, there's like lots so of many theories. Let's not touch on that. But why did... No, I just don't like them. Yeah. But yeah, no. See, yeah. And, and, that's, no. and that's my point. Like My point is if somebody's like, oh, I don't like black people. Why not? Right? If somebody says, why not? Oh, I don't like them because they're skin color. Okay, racist. Yeah, right. Th- that's yeah. that's it. I don't like them because they're black. Right. That's 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 racism. If they were saying I don't like black people because they steal, right? That's prejudice. now right. Okay. I think. Well, but let's let's dig dig further. So, right? Okay, deeper. Let's go. So if somebody says I don't like them because they steal, okay. Well, now you're associating a group of people with a certain act, right? Which is going to be seen as racist. Yeah. Right? But if you were to, like I said, if you were to go deeper and say, like, um, well, is it really racist? Right? It may not be racist because they're associating a certain act with a certain group of people. Right? 
if you had other groups of people who were also associated with that act, then it wouldn't be considered racist. Okay. But it is automatically considered to be racist because the way they're saying it, all black people steal or black people yeah. steal. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I think what the problem is, is that a lot of individuals are not able to say uh, or differentiate between, you know, racism and then general prejudice and then also yeah. like... Or stereotyping. Or stereotyping, right? Because yeah. I've heard people say that all the time, you know, in, in, in especially in the United States, like, oh, well, I don't like you know arabs or whatever or um I don't you know like muslims muslims example, because of terrorism. because they do this this and that right we'll see okay well that's different right oh, so you're associating yeah. a certain religion or group with, of people yeah. with this certain act right um so yeah i don't uh, i can't think i really can't think right now i mean it could be considered prejudice i don't know the best way to explain it but I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. It's just no, not I... really coming out the way that I want it to go come out. And I'm sorry about that because my mind's going crazy right now with like all the things that I'm trying to Yeah. You know, like put out there, but it's not coming out the way that I want it to. It's, it's... But anyways, I'm just saying like people should just dig deeper. And yeah. like you said, people should be able to communicate better about what they mean, right? And I think that, you know, racism ha- is blurry. It could mean a few different things. Um and it could be associated with different contexts, but I also think that people just haven't been educated enough and i think that people haven't had a, enough experiences or exposure to different groups of people different religions yeah. and different cultures so what they're doing is they're associating you know and the media has a lot to do with this and you know of course experiences and other things as well but i think that a lot of individuals are are just associating groups of people with certain acts yeah and african americans specifically in the united states often get caught with this Right. Mm. Um, you know, whether it be their music. Right. Um, or, uh, you know, the, the, the way they grew up, for example, it could be slang language. It could be, you know, being associated with a sports player or a drug dealer or a gangster or whatever. Like mm. they African-Americans often get associated with uh, certain acts. Right? It's, and it's, then people will say, oh, well, I don't like black people because, you know, they're gangsters and they grow up in the hood and they do this, this and that. Well, OK. That's the problem because now you're being racist purely because you're associating them with those certain acts, right? It's it's the same that that I've ex- experienced, which annoys me is, and I don't know if you've had this, but so many people have asked me, "Have I eaten cat?" Yeah, see, and something like, and that happens too, especially with Koreans, right? If well, Koreans yeah. go to uh, uh, the United States and people who know whatever is something about Korea or even China, for example, or other Asian countries, they will say, oh, you're Korean. Oh, well, I don't like Koreans. Well, why not? Because Koreans eat dog. No, yeah, it's like what? Right. So, yeah. So and, and again, that goes back to like, OK, so you don't like Koreans or your races against Koreans because they eat dog. Um, That doesn't make sense to me. Right. Um, But again, I don't wouldn't count that as racism. But somebody yeah. could say they're being racist. Somebody could say like, oh, well, I don't like Koreans and I don't like the way you, you know, you guys look and I don't like the way you're, you know, you, this, this and that. And you guys eat dog. Yeah, because you know? racism is specifically linked to the color of the, 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 the color of their skin. Yeah, that one. Right. That is specifically. But what you're... But people combine them. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. People that is, combine yeah. them and people separate them. And then pe- and, and that's the thing. Like some people just most of the time they combine them. Yeah. Right. That's the issue. I think most of the time people combine 
um, combine the skin color along with certain acts of things, which is why racism, I think, still exists and persists, um, specifically with certain groups of people. People, yeah. You know, so it's that whole stereotypical association that people have that, like you said, they see in movies or they grow up with it, which technically nowadays they shouldn't be growing up with it. Right. Or no, actually, they will still be growing up with it. Our generation's children technically should not grow up with those type of mindsets because we have way more access to information. We are more diverse so hopefully our children and their children, the next, the following two generations, hopefully racism would slowly start to die out. Yeah, I hope so. Because the older generation is dying out. Those fuckers yeah, I agree. fucked us up royally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our parents fucked us up royally. I mean, I've heard this so many times. If you go look in history, the part here after World War Two, there was a fuck up everywhere. Now everything is just fucked. Yeah. So we now have the responsibility to clean so, up yeah. everything. And, and in some cases, older people are still fucking things up. Yes. So, which is unfortunate. I mean, who <laughs> who, who are the people running the countries? Right. Definitely not us. Yeah. I, I remember reading something, Um, uh, I think it was on Facebook a long time ago, and it was talking about how, like, you know, the parents and the older generation who dislike and resent the younger generation often forget who raised them. Exactly. <laughs> and i was like i just started laughing because it's true you know it's like one of those things like well you raised us so that we are a reflection to some extent of how you raised us so you need to take some responsibility yeah so but anyways yeah I, um it's a very interesting topic and i'm sorry for everybody's listening because <laughs> everything that i was like in my mind is not coming out the way that i wanted to but i think everybody understands hopefully understands what i'm trying to say i think that Generally speaking, people need to communicate better, like you said. Yeah. Um, they need to be more open minded and they need to be able to differentiate between, you know, uh groups of people. Uh sorry, not groups of they need they need to be able to differentiate between uh what is being portrayed mm. as one thing and what is actually happening. Th- right. Do you- and and I think that's yeah. a big big problem because when people think about Muslims in America, for example, they automatically they're automatically portrayed as being terrorist. a terrorist, for example, and that's just not the case. And then mm. naturally different elements go into that that could, you know, lead more towards uh racism and, you know, of course there's other things as well. Classism that's a big part that's a big problem in the United States as well. Yeah. And there's just so many different things that can that can come from that basis. So just be just be smart, people. You know, I'm sorry, I'm not saying it the best way. I'm not a professional. Do, this is not my some, yeah. this is not my my field. You know, so I'm sorry about that. But for me, a lot of people also just do some fucking research. Yeah, yeah, just learn more, man. Just, just go. Re- I mean, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Although that's as a good, that's a good start. <laughs> as an hopefully one day an academic and a scholar, I cannot. And as a teacher, technically, I should not be advocating Wikipedia. But seriously, just fucking Wikipedia. It's a Wikipedia. start. It's a good start. I mean, do all can... black people steal? No, no right? <laughs> no, they exactly. fucking don't. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's definitely crazy. And I and I think like you know, going back to what Tian was saying, um, Wikipedia is a good start. They have the sources at the bottom. You know, the citations yeah. <laughs> and the sources at the bottom. You can check the validity of those and. Go to the library, which I hope libraries still exist in your area. Yeah. Do some research on the internet. Like, just get out, man. You know, read books and everything. If you, just yeah, if, just if be you... just be open. Just try your best to learn. Don't just accept everything yeah. that people feed you. 
and if you if you don't like something about a certain group of people then look it up right or try to find go speak to one of those people please just don't yeah just I don't like appro- them. <clears throat> just approach it directly but i mean just have an open discussion with if you have a problem with black people then go up and talk to black people and actually get to know a black person because i think that's most if you go into racism with white specifically white people hating black people then have you ever really spoken to a black person before? No, right. because I don't like... Well, then... Right, or been immersed into their culture, whatever yeah, culture the that same may be, thing or their language. Yeah, it's the same people thing. People that, that associate Asians with eating dog and cat, do they eat dog and cat? Yes, they do. Is it a right. popular thing? In certain countries, yes, it is. In, I think, Vietnam, I know, eating mm. dog, I think, is quite... It's popular. It's a thing. But not all Asian people are right. into it's not, that. it's not like everybody does it. Yeah, so go sit and sit down and actually talk to the people you hate so much and see the humanity within them. Right. Because that is one thing is dehumanizing is becoming such a popular thing nowadays. Right. Where just be... Especially if you think of cyberbullying. It's just... Yeah. This right. th- these types of topics just annoy and frustrate me. It is. It, it is so much because the solution, to some extent, is so simple, and yet people are too. Uh, what's the, the hard? Not hard. Hard, but yeah, they're hard. Ignorance. Yeah. Hard headed. Ignorant. Yeah. It is very perplexing. I agree. It is, and and I you know, and I use African Americans and Black people in general because that is the most common thing that I've heard. Uh, yeah. As I travel abroad, you know. Um, and when I tell, oh, they're like, oh, then my people might ask me, like, oh, what are you? I'm like, oh, I'm mixed. And then they'll say, okay, what do you mix with? And I tell them. And when I say black, they're like, oh, I don't like black people. Well, why not? Right. And then typically they list out different things that black people are associated with doing. Right. Which is Mm -hmm. why I use that as a prime example. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. To some extent, it's not their fault. It's what's being portrayed. Yeah, right. It's yeah, what's yeah. being society. What's being portrayed by the media. And here's the thing. You know, African Americans obviously have a role in that to some extent as well, right? Um, but at the same time, it's like if they're being portrayed and they're being and they're, and people are telling their kids or other people like, oh, you know, you got to be careful for black people because they uh, they all do this, right? Then yeah, that person is going to grow up to be racist, right? Yeah. And and then they're associating that act with black people. Yeah. Right. Um, and then automatically then they become racist because there you go. Right. Because now they don't like these people because of this act. And then it's automatically seen as them being, well, they don't like me because I'm black. Right. But when in reality, they don't like you because you, quote unquote, steal. Yeah. Right. So anyways, I've had to defend, um, you know, my African-American side multiple times. In fact, more than my Puerto Rican side and um, my Arabic side. So it's very interesting. And, um, you know, in there's lots of reasons I go into that, um, but which we won't you know, talk about anymore. But mm-hmm. just, you know, be smart, guys. That's all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> that's very interesting. So. All right, man, let's move on. How about that? Okay. All right, let's move on to the bucket list. I oh, like the bucket list, man. The bucket list. This is my shit. I'm not gonna lie. My. I say it every. List. I say it every episode too. Like I love this because I really do, man. People's bucket lists are very interesting to me. My bucket list has changed so many times. Really? Uh, yeah. 
Sometimes I just get so lazy that I, my bucket list just falls away. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to do anything. Fuck a bucket list. <laughs> but in all honesty, I've never actually sat down and made a bucket list. I, I have know, I have things that I want to do. people normally do that? There are. There are people that, that, that sit down, like, things they want to achieve or things. And then they sit and list it and then they would check it. I think I should maybe do that. Maybe, maybe I'll get some yeah, for me, sort it's like of a mental structure thing. in my life. Yeah, maybe. That might be good. Because for most people who I've come into contact with, it's like a mental thing. It's like I definitely want to do this. Like it's on there. It's always in their mind in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And like ultimately, they're like, I definitely know that I want to do this. Now, some people strive towards their specific things mm. on their bucket list, and other people are just like, oh, it's in the background. It's one of those things that I eventually want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. a big deal. But very few people who I know have actually sat down and actually made a bucket list. And in fact, I think it's just my sister, and my mother. <laughs> I think those are the down. only two people who I actually know who've actually sat down and made a bucket list. No, I've, I've not, not personally. No, I just know that there are some people that do sit down and write down. Yeah, I mean that that is what they do. But if I had to write down my bucket list, I would keep on rewriting. Okay, constantly. Because one of my big things on my bucket list was to not not even fucking travel, just go overseas, just. Get out of South Africa and see another country. And now I've been to two countries. Right. And that's off of my bucket list. I've started to learn a new language. That's something else off my bucket list. Nice. I've done so many things and I've experienced so many things where my bucket list keeps on changing. On the top of my bucket list now yeah. would be to get accepted for my master's. Okay. In all honesty, that would be the top thing which hopefully by the end of next week I will be I would know if that actually if that's going to happen. But that would be the most immediate thing. The most immediate thing. Then it goes on to I mean the first episode I did with you we spoke we spoke about anime. So of yeah. course Japan is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. But in all honesty, Korea I think is closer to my heart because I've now lived here for almost two years. But Japan definitely I've been a few times I've looked now into flights to Japan. Yeah. It's just difficult oh, schedule so wise. Oh yeah. Um because I'm not sure how you but my hog one we only get a certain amount of vacation yeah, days. Same here, yeah. And You know I went a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you you had that good opportunity. That's what but the thing is I asked my boss like when when is our winter vacation so that I can book my things? And then right. she said she can't tell me now. That's so annoying, man. So I'm waiting to hear from her when our winter vacation. So then I want to go to Japan. So Japan is definitely, definitely on my bucket list. Um, okay, hold, hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. Sorry. <clears throat> All right, cool. All right, I didn't fuck it up this time. Good. Sorry about that, guys. I had to go get dinner from the wonderful Yunsu. Who made us, made me, but I, I mean, if you wanted some later, we can eat it. Miyakuk, which is seaweed soup, and it's amazing. But before I rudely interrupted Tian, he was talking about why he really wants to go to Japan. So please, sir, oh, get back yeah. to it. <clears throat> me and my <laughs> I mean, Japan, unless I'm wrong, yeah. My Japan, I almost said fetish, but that's weird. So <laughs> <laughs> my fantasy to go to Japan. Uh, it all started with watching anime. And then, of course, when you watch anime, you get this almost glorified view of Japan. Mm. Or because most of the settings, of course, is in set in Japan. And 
I mean, I started watching anime when I was in high school, I think. So it's been years now that I've wanted to go to the anime center of the world. There where it all started. And I've just never gotten the chance. So now I'm looking into it. So you can totally um, do it for cheap too. I, I know. It's just like, like I said before, it's just the time thing of when I can actually go. And I don't. Fridays I work until about eight mm-hmm. and to try and get a flight because from here we need to travel about two hours to get to a shit three hours to Inchon. yeah 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 hours. yeah about three hours actually why do i always think two hours it's because it would be a two-hour trip if you wouldn't stop it would be like two two and a half hours depending on how fast they drive yeah yeah but typically they stop like an hour and a half in at the rest stop. Oh yeah, Everybody if gets you're food. lucky. Yeah, most of the time. In all my my experiences, they the one we had when my parents came to Korea is, I had to go to the bathroom. My dad had to go to the bathroom, and my mom had to go to the bathroom. And we were traveling from Incheon back to Daejeon, and this guy just did not stop at a fucking rest stop. And yeah, we some, were some there. don't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't anymore. Yeah. Um. So so for the holidays that you get off. Um, you've never tried to plan during those holidays because I mean, I, I can't travel during Chuseok, which pisses me off, unfortunately, but it's the way it is for now. Cause I didn't know about it, but the last two holidays I traveled, I went to Jeju for one and I went to Japan for another one. Can you not travel during those like long holidays that you get? I can technically I can, but the problem was I was very, um, when I try to buy certain things on the internet, mm-hmm. um, the card, my card has, I have to add insert, put in certain information and I don't know what it is because everything is in Korean. Mm-hmm. So then the payment isn't successful. So that discouraged me to try and I keep on forgetting to ask my boss to, to actually figure this out. So I haven't tried to, to book flights online. Right. So that is what I'm looking into now <laughs> to try and do it now. Um, so that, that put me off. And also I was, the whole traveling alone thing scares me. Yeah, it can be freaky. In, 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 coming to Korea was a lot different because I had someone picking me up, not at the airport, right? but at government complex, the person picked me up there, brought me to my apartment where I would live. And then from there on, I needed to sort everything out where, if I travel now to Japan, I have to do everything myself. Although I do, I am very capable of doing a lot of things myself. It just, there's a big part of me where it just freaks me out and scares me. And it holds me back from actually yeah. doing it because it's in a completely different language. I mean, if it was America or England or Australia, I'll be like, fuck it. I can speak the language. But if I go there, I think because I lived in Korea, I know how difficult the language barrier can or how not difficult how um more complicated things can become because of a language barrier right yeah i agree i think um traveling by yourself is very especially to another country that has a different language from you can be very difficult for sure but if i were you i wouldn't worry too much about japan japan's a very safe country yeah that Um, that's one reason before coming to korea i actually looked into teaching english in japan yeah and then I made a small whoopsie, and mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Right. And then my friend introduced me to a Korean, a K-drama. 
and then it was like Korea looks actually very cool and then I applied and got there my job go. and yeah. here I am now a year and six seven eight months later and I'm in Korea see the mas- the best the best thing for you is that one it's cheap to travel yeah. to Japan you know and not only is it cheap I mean well it's cheap year round yeah um but also because um if you go during a certain time period, you can get a round trip ticket from Incheon to different parts of Japan. Right. Yeah. So, for example, if you want to go to uh, Osaka or Kyoto, you can fly directly there. If you just want to stay in that area and not worry about traveling to uh, Tokyo, yeah. or you could just fly directly to Tokyo. Yeah, so yeah. it's cheap to fly all over the country. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Almost all the time. So, and, um. I had my friends there, obviously, but I also had, I wasn't with them 24-7, so I had a trans, like a translator on my phone, which was fine. And then additionally, just to help ease you, or appease you, I guess you could say, um, generally speaking, if you're taking public transportation, there's always people there who speak English. There's always like one or two workers that speak English there who can direct you. Yeah. Um, because there's obviously a lot of foreigners there, um, either teaching or working or whatever. So there's always only one or two people on the street or whatever who are who speaks english yeah so i wouldn't be too worried about it. and but again like yeah. japan's a safe country it's cheap to go to all over japan it's easy to travel there you know it's a, it's a first world country yeah you know you how you have all your amenities um their wi-fi service isn't as good as korea's i'll tell you that much but everything else is pretty good so that don't is, don't be scared don't be yeah scared. i am i'm definitely looking into that like i said the biggest problem now is just time because it's I don't see a point in flying to Japan Saturday morning and then flying back Sunday night. No, make it like a week long thing, dude. I don't. Tokyo's think gonna I be very expensive, though. Yeah, I I don't want to go to Tokyo for some reason. There is something in Osaka that I want to do. Don't ask me what. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a specific something that I wanted to see or do in in Osaka. One of the things there's a, apparently a street that just sells anime shit. Oh. So I want to go to that street, but I've never wanted to go to. It's always been Osaka and Kyoto. Yeah, they're they're so close to each other. They're like an hour away. So so those two those two places. But but now the biggest problem isn't only time; it's also money. Yeah. Because I'm going back next year to South Africa, hopefully to study, and so I'm also trying to save for that. So I also need to bear in mind that I still need to buy a ticket back to South Africa, and that is yeah. fucking expensive. But. I also need to. I what I want to try is I want to try to fly Korea, Singapore, then a few days in Singapore, and then uh, from there to South Africa. So I also that need be to cool. bear in mind what that will cost, and I'm also trying to save, but I also want to travel to Japan, dude. And time you can totally, do it. <clears throat> you could totally do it. Maybe pick up like some side shifts or side jobs, or you know, cut off some spending or something. Yeah. But, like the tri- here's the thing. The tickets to Japan is going to be cheap. Being in Japan is expensive. expensive yeah. Um, and take it from me. I stayed with my friend 90% of the time. And I had half of my meals provided to me. And I still spent like 600 bucks. Damn. You know? So, and a lot of that was with the transportation. So, it's an expensive country for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. it's definitely an expensive country. Um, so, yeah. But I think it's totally worth it. I mean, I would say go for at least three or four days. Mm. I would recommend a week, but if you could pull out like three or four days, I think that would be good. I don't think I don't think you'll regret it at all. Yeah, it's now like I said, now it's just time. I've looked into when during Chuseok to go to Japan. Yeah, 
thing is just finding flights is oh my god horrible. i wish somebody would have told me about this before and i'm staying here for chusok which i'm not necessarily mad about but if i would have known then i would have bought my ticket a long time ago yeah. to, to travel so but um and that's that's a, that's like 10 days that i could be in another country um but i'm staying here so and i have plenty of shit to do don't get me wrong i'm yeah. not like you know in some sense i'm relieved because i'm like oh i'm not gonna be traveling i don't have to worry about that stress right but in other senses i'm just like man fuck me i think that that makes it difficult to suck and also what's the holidays that the lunar uh the lunar year i mean the lunar um I know what you're talking about. In February. In January, February, that time? That holiday? Yeah, that that yeah. holiday as well. The problem is there are flights. Yeah. But most of the flights are... Either they become a bit too expensive, yep. even to go to Japan with me trying to save money as well. Yeah. Or the own... I can fly there, but the, the best return date that I can get is, for example, the Monday. Yeah. But the Monday, I need to, be, need back to be back at work. See, that's the other bullshit. That's actually what I'm renegotiating my contract now because the days that for most Hagwon teachers that you have off are the holidays. Mm. Everybody in Korea has those holidays off. So naturally, people who travel take use those holidays yeah. to travel. So the prices are through the roof. Yeah. And sometimes they're sold out, which is the problem that I had for traveling during Chuseok, which for people who don't know is in October. It's like 10 days in October that we can we have off, or I have off at least. Yeah. So so all of our holidays fall on the same times that everybody wants to travel. So that's insane. I've even I've even looked into just a basic flight to Jeju. Yeah. Same problem. Yeah. Is you get flights and though it's still che- very cheap to fly to Jeju. I mean I can't even remember it's what about 100 200 dollars? Yeah, I spent like 225 for a round to, trip. Yeah, for for a trip you go to 200 but now it's just the fucking return date is pissing me off because I get flights for good prices but the return date that i can't get the return date that i want so you gotta do what i what i just did for my contract um i added a section in saying um i will have additional five days of vacation at my own expense so essentially if i want to take an extra day off what i need to do is i need to find a substitute for my classes i need to pay that substitute and then i can have the day off that's what I need to do. It's a bit so, difficult with my school because we have a set t- because the our we the I can't just get someone in my place because right. that person isn't trained in our method of teaching. Right. The second problem is me asking to get more days off after after my surgery. Yeah. I had about a week off, so I already had that off, and there were one. One extra day that I got off because of being sick and surgery and right. shit like that. So yeah, so for you it's a little bit more yeah, difficult, right? It won't. Well, I'm just saying generally really, speaking. Yeah. Maybe if well, you just said that you're not going to be staying here longer. But if you were staying, staying here longer, here, yeah. I would suggest that saying, "Hey, listen, like I want extra days. I'll make sure that my shifts are covered. I'll make sure that they get paid, and then I'll have that day off, right?" Which is normal. Like it's normal. It's not like you're asking anything out of the ordinary. You know, it's it's very common for people to do that in other countries. It's common for people to do it here. So either you have somebody, your other colleagues, pick up your shifts, pick up your classes. Yeah, which that, is, that that if it's possible, happen. that's cool, and you can just say, hey, like I'll take you over dinner. Like thanks a lot, right? Or you just pay them some money, whatever. However you want to do it. In my case, most of my colleagues' classes fall in the same time as mine, so they can't really cover my classes. In which case, I need to find somebody. Um. For my class, my curriculum is not that strict 
to the point where I mean the teacher obviously needs to prepare some but if I can do that ahead of time which is what I'm negotiating I'm saying hey I will um, plan ahead of time to make sure that I have a person here to take my classes I will pay them they will do well you know like then my my teachers are not I mean my supervisors not gonna care so I'm gonna be signing my contract soon which is gonna be great because that'll be five full days Mm. that I could essentially utilize right um, which gives me another week if you think about it, because five yeah. days followed by the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I probably won't use all of them like that, but I have those options. You know, I just need to plan ahead and make sure I find somebody to cover my shifts and I can just work. So, I mean, I, I can yeah. just enjoy my time off. Yeah. I, like you said, I'm not planning to stay again next year. So, but that is, that is some really good advice. The good, the good thing is also that the people that I work with, they are very understanding. Last year, there was a Friday. And I wanted to go to Kwangju. And to, to meet my friend in Kwangju. And I asked my teacher, like, the buses... I don't want to go to Kwangju, like, leave 8, get to Kwangju. It's about an hour and a half. It's not long and it's not far, but... Still, after teaching the whole day, you kind of don't want to sit in a bus. Right. <laughs> of course not. Next to some random person. You're not in the mood for that. So I asked her if I can get the day off. And she gave me that day off. Nice. I didn't, I I don't think I was paid for that day, though. No, that's fine. Which is... Uh, which to be I accept. Compl- I don't know if I was paid for that day or not. Which, if she didn't pay me, I'll be like, sure, that's fine. So I, I at least have a boss that is understanding that I, I'm... I, I still have needs. Right. Yeah. Which is better than most bosses that I've yeah. heard in, in different Hogwans, so that's good. No, I, I would I would argue that I probably have the best Hogwan boss. Nice. In the entire world. Nice. I don't think anyone compares to what she's done for me. It, yeah. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad. I, I hope it stays the same, you know, for as long as you're here for it. Yeah, man. And I hope you get into that program, too. But um, since that's one that's... I'll That's try. on the top of your bucket list. So we yeah. have so the top of your bucket list. You want to get into that program. You want to go to Japan. Anything else? Because you already said you you've done a few things already. So that's great. But is there anything else major? And now I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, if there isn't. It doesn't matter. I was just curious. Thing is, th- there's that whole thing of when is it a bucket list and when is it just a dream that can possibly or can't possibly happen. I would put that on the bucket list. Is is usually things you want to do before you die, right? So mine, one of my bucket lists would definitely to get a, to be able to teach and direct simultaneously. Yeah, not simultaneously. So there's not like a bucket list item, but it's kind of like it's something that you. It's a life that is that is my like what I'm that is what I'm working towards. Okay, yeah. To get a job where I can teach and direct. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Like university students. Because I get to teach university students as well as direct them. Yeah. And I I get to do research as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't put that on the bucket list. But I, yeah, I see that. That's tight. Mm -hmm. That's good. Dude, you could totally do that. My bucket list, it's for now, is very short. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I do. And there's a lot of things that I forget that I want to do. Right. Um... For example, going to Japan. Sometimes I completely forget that I actually really badly want to go to Japan. I would mm. think of going to other places. Like, for example, flying Singapore and from Singapore to right, South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. Why do I want to go to Singapore? Okay, a lot of people have recommended one. And two, I flew Singapore Airlines. Mm. It was the first 
my first international flight yeah. that I've ever taken. Best flight of my life. Really? Did you get drunk? No, I didn't get drunk. I love getting drunk on airlines. <laughs> I mean, this it was my first time flying, so I did not want to get drunk or get sick or get any... Not first, time, first time flying internationally. Okay. So getting drunk and things like that wasn't... For me, it was just surviving right. that flight because I didn't know what to expect or what to do or how this is going to feel. I mean, I was crying when I was sitting on the plane before the plane took off. I almost didn't get on the plane. <laughs> But the flight there, sir, everything was just fantastic. Mm. And after that experience, it's just like, okay, I want to go to Singapore and support them financially as my way to say thank you for... That was a big moment in my life. Right. I mean, moving away from my parents and they kind of helped to ease it by not giving me a shitty flight. So I want to go to Singapore and... Spend money there as a way to... I, that's in my mind how I see it. That's my way of saying thank you to them. Okay. Like, it's... I, my mind works in strange ways sometimes. That's what I know. You want to give back, essentially. Yeah. Like they gave you, you know, a good service. They made your flight comfortable and good. So yeah. you want to appreciate them. And then my friend also you went there and said it's amazing. You could just, like, you know... Go right, on. thank you. You no. could just go on their website and be like, hey, you guys are amazing. Thanks a lot. Uh, no, but a lot of people... You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. But it's up to you. It's your money. But a lot of people have said that although Singapore is expensive, they do say it's a fantastic place to visit. I need to go and visit. I have a friend there, actually. So do if I can like go that. and visit, I could, I could probably stay with him. I have friends in lots of different countries, You're so I need to go lucky. visit them in lots of different countries. I... <laughs> have friends in Canada. Me too. I'm, I want to go. I won't really call them. F- they're like my parents' friends' children. That's fine. It's but good I enough. know them. It's good, it's good enough. <laughs> and I've not partied with them, but I have, we have. If it's, if it's good enough no. for them to let you stay over, it's good enough. I don't know if they would do that, though. I've never, I've never really traded those waters i've thought about it but i've never gone gotten that far to actually venture into that you could poke a little bit you know i was use, I'm thinking, use I'm facebook thinking you can kind of like poke the idea like hey i think about coming to canada another Where are you one at? I'll, I'll come and visit for example and then you can you know they might be like oh come and stay with us for example yeah another bucket list actually to because this is a bucket list something to do before i die there is a master's program now that i'm thinking of canada i want to i also want to study overseas Mm -hmm. i think that would also be on my bucket list is to either do another master's or do a doctorate or but i want to study in another country i don't know why i just want to experience studying with people from a different country with people different teaching methodologies different Mm. just that i just want to experience studying and i don't know maybe it's because of movies that i've watched so there's a program in England. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, you told do. me this one. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. That sorry, I really want to do. But I've even thought about studying in Canada because now I know people in Canada. So it can work too. It makes, yeah, it makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Um, do it, man. If shit hits the fan. So that is also, I, that I think will also be my, to study something. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a master's or it can just be like a three month right. course thing. I mean, if I have the money, then I'll do it. But. That is also what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save for something like that so yeah. that I do have, because it's fucking expensive from 
going from South Africa to another country is fucking expensive. Oh, yeah, I know. And I say I know because going from the United States to other countries is expensive as shit, too. So, yeah. I was thinking about going back home for mm. Christmas or something. And um, then you looked at the prices. The prices. I was like, yo, <laughs> fuck my family. I love them, but I'm not. No. Yeah, not that much. <laughs> nah, man. Um, that sounds fucked up, but it's kind of true. No, the other, other country I've been to is the Philippines. Oh, I want to go so bad. Which I've been to twice. Although I, I wouldn't. Apparently, they say it's very dangerous now for foreigners. Yeah, for foreigners. To well, go. I think we've had. This I told you there's a yeah there's yeah, a yeah, warning yeah. for U.S. Americans. Um, yeah. So I still want to go though. Um, well, I had a couple friends who just went. They were fine. So I. But because it's it's like specifically for certain areas of the Philippines, um, I want to go to Cebu and Manila, which apparently is not a problem there. But you know, tra- the travel warning always goes for the whole country. Actually, yeah. Um, but they always have specifics under. You know, and they're like mm-hmm. these areas specifically. So yeah, I went. But to you the- should go to more countries. I think I think yeah. you will definitely mm-hmm. enjoy like lots of other countries. Yeah, I will I- tell you though, be ready because Korea, Korea is a very convenient country. It is. And um, I think a lot of people are not ready <laughs> when they go to other countries that are not as convenient or like are yeah. still considered third world countries and are not as developed. And they're just like, well, well, what do I do? And yeah, you need to figure it out. Figure it out or well, be prepared for it. One thing one thing that, that helps me is I've survived. Yes, although Korea is convenient, but I've survived this long in Korea and you've known the struggles I've had in Korea yeah. these last few months. I've survived this, so that gives me hope that I can survive almost anything. Yeah, so you should be good then. Yeah, it it, yeah. it gives me hope <laughs> and strength. I've made it this far, so me going to a country that might be less convenient won't be that hard for me to handle because I've stood at this death store. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but it's been... I mean, but hey, it's yeah. good enough. People but don't need to know I all think, the details. I think, like most people on their list, traveling. Yeah, let's add traveling to my bucket list. Cool. Yeah. Not there's, there are places that I want to see, but it's always these strange. Like I think it is actually in the Fili- is it the Philippines close to the Philippines? But it's this huge ass. What do you call it? Like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a huge. Oh, what the fuck it's not it's not a waterfall it's like a big ass rock with a hole in the top and then you can swim in the water underneath i uh, don't know if you've ever seen that no it's I, I don't know what you i don't know what you call it i don't know what you call it either I, it sounds familiar but i want to but something like that i want to go there like a but watering hole i i don't know it's like it's, it's, i don't know what's in that because it's not a volcano and it's not it's not a crater because it's not like a fucking meteor hit it or something it's it's a very famous tourist destination where you can swim and then you're surrounded by a cave like it's almost like a cave mm. so you're swimming in the cave so that that's one of the things that I want to do I mean also one on my bucket list definitely now that I'm thinking about bucket list and things is Broadway and West End that would be cool oh nice West End and Broadway one of my bucket lists was also to watch Cats mm-hmm Catch is coming today, John. Nice. Next month. So I'm going to go watch yeah, Cats. Yeah, I've seen the posters. So I'm going to go watch Cats. So that was definitely also on my bucket list, but that I can tick off. Um, but definitely, of course, being a theater nerd, going to Broadway, going seeing a show on Broadway 
um, off Broadway and off off Broadway, definitely being able to direct a show there, mm-hmm. that would even be better. And then also, of course, in England, West End. That would be cool. Going to see a show. Oh, another one. Um, what's the thing's name? Uh, Wicked. You want to see Wicked? So bad. I I know some. Of, I know fucking one song, one or two songs, but there's so much hype around that musical. Yeah. And it's been in America. I know a few times. It's. I'm not sure if it's still running on West End, but a few years ago it was running on West End. Or still running on West End. I, I don't know anymore. But it's never been to South Africa. I've seen Lord of the Dance. I've seen Phantom of the Opera. I've seen circus acts. And I've seen Lion King. If you ever want to watch a musical, go watch Lion King. I've heard it's good. That is, That was one of the, the best live shows I've ever seen. Mm. Was Lion King. That was some amazing, intense shit. That's, I think, also what kind of inspired me to do theater because I was 16, I think, when I saw that. And right. that was really... One musical that I really want to rewatch is Lion King. So I've seen Lion King. I've seen Chicago. I've seen a lot of the great classics or well-known musicals. But Wicked has just never... Not that I've know, know of. Has never been in South Africa. And I want to watch it so bad because, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, I've heard of it. I don't I don't know if I'll ever see it, but it sounds interesting. And you could do it. That's a good bucket list item for you to see that. And I think your other bucket list items are totally attainable too. Um eventually. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not at the moment, but like eventually I think it could totally one work. day. One day, baby. One day. It's always I, one I day. Don't know, at a time. I don't know if you've ever had anyone on your show, but I know there's there are some people, especially nowadays, that they have this fascination of going into space. Like that is that is on a lot of people's bucket list is going into space and then I just wonder why. I th- maybe I don't quite remember because I've had a lot of guests now and my memory is very bad, so I'm not sure. But yes, generally there is a fascination with going into space. Um, I think it would be an amazing experience, for one. I don't. But it's also very scary. I don't like. I don't like traveling. Like I don't. When I was younger, I used to get car sick almost instantly. Mm. So I have a very bad vibe with traveling. Right. Even even when I'm flying, it's not the best of feelings in the world where other people, they love it. So for me, traveling is not fun. So me imagining trying traveling into space is just like, fuck no. Right. <laughs> then put me in a deep sleep or something and wake me up when we're up oh, there because yeah, I will not survive the trip up there. Yeah. At all. I don't handle traveling well. It's it's gotten better. I must say, being in Korea has helped my my car sickness mm. a lot. Because I have to take the bus a lot. So, it's it has gotten better. But traveling... Not traveling, but the act of traveling, sitting in a car for hours. I Oh, that used to make me so sick. Mm. It's interesting. So, space... Although I know I've heard a few people say they want to go to space for me. No. So, that's not, not on my bucket list. I don't okay. know if that's part of your show, but... No, nah, that's okay. Not um, on my I don't. List. I feel like I have had somebody, but I don't remember. So... But that's okay. You know, it's it's on some people's lists and it's not on other people's lists. It's fine. So, what if, you could, what if you could just, like, teleport there? What if, like, 50 years from now, you're like, hey, you, we no longer have to take fucking planes anywhere. We can just step into a device... 
and you get teleported into space. No traveling. Because I always think, what would be the side effect? Because there will be a fucking side effect. Like a headache. Wait, what fuck, sure, let's do it. Then okay, I'm there. I'm there. If, okay, if it's if it's that easy, that quick, let's, and let's I don't say you have a headache see. for like three days, would it be worth it? Uh, to go where? Space. And do what? Oh shit! I don't know. And that's and do what? You go up in whatever space the fuck and people do in space. I don't know. Let's just what say you're gonna go to space for like a <laughs> week and a half. I've been space. Yeah, that that's and you're a... gonna have a headache for three days. I think it would totally be worth it. Can I can I be a what do you call it? Now I know the word in my language. Um, just say it in your language. We call it the draught setter. Mm-hmm. It's like um, I'm on the fence. Uh, I think that is the okay. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, ah, uh, maybe, yes, maybe no, not. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm on the fence about going to space, having a headache for three days. Tell them to do. I, I don't. My biggest problem is I don't see the reward in that. What is my reward? You're in space. Okay, and you're in fucking space. That's but your reward. Now everyone can do it. If it's that easy, that it. So it what? You're still in space. Mm, space freaks me out. Oh I actually God. watched yesterday. I watched Alien Covenant. Mm. Oh, was it good? It, I I I enjoyed it. I can. I don't know if I watched all the Alien movies, but mm. I watched the original Alien movie. I think with Winona. Was it Winona Ryder? Or yeah, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. So I, I watched so. the original Alien, and I've watched Alien vs Predator, which I also enjoyed. Yeah, I like that one too. And I actually like the. I actually enjoyed it. Good. I really, really, actually liked it. But now that I'm older and starting to think of it in a philosophical way, Mm. space becomes very creepy and very freaky. And it is in a lot of ways, yeah. Because we don't understand it. Yeah. It freaks me out. So that whole thing of going to space is if I don't have to think about it, then I don't. So going to space, I think I'm going to go more for no than a yes on that one. If it makes you if it makes you feel any better, I'm more I would much rather travel in space than travel underwater. And when I say underwater, I mean like under oceans and shit. Like submarine. Type. Yeah. Because there's there's tons of shit under the sea and under oceans and other bodies of water that we can't. We don't know. We don't know what the fuck is down there. And we in space, we do? I would say, I here's the thing. I just don't trust being underwater in general. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just don't trust being underwater So showering is a difficult thing for you. No, showering is no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, under, okay, so under big bodies of water under, where I yeah. know there's, like, millions of things that could fucking kill me. Yeah. We're in space. We're in space. There's nothing. Something like, could possibly kill you, but the chances are very The chances unlikely. are slim to none, mm. you know? So, like, I, I feel like I would be more protected being in space as compared to being in like a machine or something underwater does that make sense yeah actually it, it i actually i kind of and i think we, we i think we know that. more about space in general than we do know more about what lies at the bottom of the ocean have we ever reached the bottom of the ocean though uh not that i know of i mean i know there's large por- i mean 70 percent of the world is water obviously yeah. Right, and there's large large portions of of these um of Un- the water that it, that is unexplored because we can't explore it. If you send anything down there, like it just it breaks. Like you can only we can only go so far before the pressure starts cracking the uh, the technology or the yeah. machines or something, or the glass, for example. You know, so and it's freaky, and there may be nothing down there. And or there, there may be absolutely be nothing, or the, yeah, there could be a whole new civilization down there, yeah. just chilling. You know, like I, I don't know, it's it's kind of freaky. So I think 
I think I would have a lot more. Uh, what's the best way to say it? I would have a lot more. I would feel safer being in space. That's 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 the best way for me to put it. I would feel safer. I can I can I can actually see that. Yeah, I can understand that. That's just me though. That's just me. I I uh, half of me wants to know. Like I want to know what's down there. But if someone was like, "Hey, listen, if you really want to know the truth, you got to go down there." Lay off. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not doing that shit at all. <laughs> for me, it's also the vastness. But th- th- that's the thing of the ocean ends somewhere. Where space, right? The vastness of it just. It's yeah. The uncomprehendability it's quite, it's, of yeah, it's, it. It's vexing for sure. But you know, I don't know. That's just me. Said, are we? Are we alone? It's who was not not. It wasn't C.S. Lewis. <laughs> who who wrote the or who said or wrote the quote that like about us being alone? Which is was it Einstein? I don't know. Uh, but there is what? How does it? quote um it's about aliens is that thing of what is scarier if we are alone in the whole universe mm. or if we aren't alone right which thought is more scarier i don't know i i don't think we're alone personally but uh I, i'm also leaning towards i i i can't believe that we are that we are it yeah i can't believe that we are we are it we this is it this is this 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 is it yeah and it kind of also like gets into like uh the idea of like spirits for example yeah and angels and demons because if you think about it if you believe that human beings are the only ones um that's okay but then you would also have to deny to some extent the notions of there being other beings yeah such as angels, angels and demons and, demons. Yeah. and uh, whatever spirits and you know everything else so I I I think like you said, you know, to your earlier to your point earlier, the space is very vast and there's large portions of it that have been unexplored and that we don't understand and that we know very little of. Mm. So I think it would be ignorant to some extent to say that we are the only ones. To say with hundred percent, with hundred percent certainty yeah. that we are the only ones. I think and the same thing goes for under the ocean too. Mm. You know, because there's like a such huge portion that is on our very earth that we know nothing about. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that. You know, there could be other things on there, you know. That's why Alien, I think the Alien movie resonated with me is because one of the characters actually said, because he is the only character, if I remember correctly, that is, he's of faith. So right. he, he believes in God where the others doesn't. And I think it's him that said that he can't believe that in this like whole universe right. that humans are the, that humans are it. Yeah, I, I don't for me for me to it then then what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that. Yeah, exactly. Like I agree with him. I mean, even if we're gonna look at it from a simplistic basis, right? Humans are not the only ones. We have ants, insects. There are animals. There are mammals. There used to be dinosaurs. Um, as far as we know, there also used to be Neanderthals. Those, yeah, you know. So like, it's not just us. You know, there aren't just there aren't just Homo sapiens sapiens. Like there are more. And if we and if we have to take if we're gonna take it from that foundation, then we have to accept and understand that there may be others <laughs> as Who well. Built the pyramids, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> All those conspiracy theories, like yeah, the, the thing. One of the things that that made me a believer that there is something else out there is a th- a things that I've experienced in my life mm. with phenomena that I couldn't that I to this day can't explain how that happened or what happened in that moment. And it's just that thing of 
we can't be alone. The, the, what I've experienced there was something out of the ordinary. Yeah. And even other experience that people have told me or things that I've read, which could be fake, of course. But it just, I can't accept that. I can't, I can't accept that the, it's just us and nothing else. Yeah. Really, we are super. We this is the super, the most superior beings. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. This, yeah. We're the best, really. really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm with you on that one, man. Trust me. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe we won't. But you know, we'll see. Okay, cool. Let's move on, man. Let's move on to the last topic. Yeah unique or funny stories that you've had uh, while traveling uh, um since you know so you've been to the philippines you've been to yeah. korea so maybe you got a couple or you got <laughs> one so why don't you go ahead and share man oh there is i think one of my most memorable moments in korea and in, in the philippines nothing really special or out of the ordinary happened mm. the philippines have a shitload of moles though i will give that to the philippines they have a Fuckload of moles. Mm. Completely random and off track. Just if Philippines want to do shopping, there's a mole almost on every corner. <laughs> but in That's Korea, cool. oh, funny and unique stories. I don't know if you've ever seen Fashion World. No. It's a building. Um, you know where where Home Plus is. Yeah. And where e-mart is yeah so if you're actually standing at home plus facing e-mart and mm-hmm. facing the river you should be able to see fashion world okay um i think i see it because from where i live and if i travel to even to your place i see the building fashion world so i've probably seen it i just don't yeah. know exactly what it is okay yeah so one day while exploring in my i think i was here for two or three months i went exploring so walking around it's safe in korea and I decide to go to Fashion World. See, maybe they have some interesting clothes there. Buy something nice. Or just walk around. So I walk to Fashion World. And I walk in Fashion World looking around. Not There weren't a lot of stores that sold clothes. A lot of the stores were still closed. I don't know if it... I don't know if it was newly developed. Or if it's just doing so bad that there aren't a lot of stores. But there were stores mostly for females. Mm. And then I think I went up a level and now you were getting more stores for men. But most of the stores were also closed. And then I saw how I think there are three or four floors. And I saw on the fourth floor I saw there was the oh there was there were a lot of men in suits. Mm-hmm. And as you go higher you start to see more and more um wedding uh wedding shops i don't know if there is a term for this but they sell mostly clothes for weddings whether it be korean traditional clothing or uh more westernized uh dresses and suits and wedding related paraphernalia right but mostly to do with clothes of course because it is fashion world and I thought, and I thought, okay, well, it's it was a Saturday, and I thought, well, it's Saturday. There's probably a, um, like a, a fashion show type of thing for the store. I don't know why I thought that, but it made sense. There was a reason why I thought that. Um, it has something to do with something that happened in South Africa, but I was like, okay, well, there are. A bunch of guys in suits. There's probably a, sh- a, a fashion show or a store is doing a, a, some event or something. Mm. 
So I walked around and I went to the top floor and I walked to this, it's almost like a terrace that they have. Um, so it's, there's no more buildings. You can see the city. There is um, like a, like a beautiful terrace almost Okay. type of thing uh, what what do you call it a balcony type of thing on the on the top floor right and again i see a lot of guys with suits and i start thinking what if this is actually a wedding mm-hmm. and i'm exploring so i don't want to walk back the way i came and i see there are some chairs outside and it looks like a little restaurant or cafe and I'm thinking, okay, well, I can just walk through there because it's almost, I think, almost circular. So I can just walk through there. Right. And I saw that the, the guys were in suit and I saw some women as well. And I started thinking, what if this is actually a wedding? And I just slowly started walking toward the people because there's this aisle between two buildings. And as I start walking, I just see more and more people gathered together and then i saw a wedding chapel oh no and then as i looked i think it was to my (laughs) right i saw the bride and groom taking photos oh no and all of a sudden this the uh, walkway or the alley between the two buildings uh opened up and it's just people dressed up in korean attire suits and dresses Mm. and i literally winning crash yeah this couple's winning and all i did was just kept my held my head up high as if i know nothing and i just walked through those sea of people (laughs) nobody said a thing nobody said a thing i was fucking foreigners god damn these people yeah Yeah. i was so (laughs) so embarrassed as i was walking through those people i was like i'm not gonna fucking let this get me down i'm gonna walk through them head held high no shame right just gonna be ignorant and but yeah that was such an embar- embarrassing experience for That's me. That's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Damn. Oh, well, no, that moment. Yeah. But I never, I I didn't thought because the place looked so deserted. It was a Saturday. Although weddings do happen on Saturdays. But also it's fashion world. It's right. Like you didn't think that there more... would be a wedding ceremony upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And I did not know people do wedding ceremonies in venues like that. Right. So that was, that was a huge ass surprise for me. That's pretty funny. I like that. So I could, in all honesty, I could literally just walk in one door and I would walk into their photo right. <laughs> area. Mm. I, yeah, felt like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of I'm my just, most... I'm just imagining you mm-hmm. just like be, uh, with your beard, you know, <laughs> and just like just walking through with your head held high. Be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I'm crashing your wedding. You ain't going to do shit about it. So, that's the way that I'm imagining. Of course, that wasn't your mentality, but that's what I'm imagining. No, fuck. I was just looking for the nearest exit. And because it's... it's it The building doesn't have a roof. Yeah. Um. So, it's... Because it you're outside, right? Yeah. It, I'm on the top floor outside. Right. right. So, the sun is shining and I'm just looking for a place, which I'm grateful for that. It, I don't know why, but it's... It's easy to exit. So instead of going down, yeah. I just, or going directly down with the escalators, I saw on the 
edge of the building there were staircases that went down so mm. i just walked down there just to get as far away from these people <laughs> as possible because as i was walking up i kept seeing people going up in right. suits and i did not think it was a wedding i thought it was some kind of event that was going on right i mean it's fashion world so it makes sense that there will be an event people in suits right you you see more and more bri- bridal stores that's right. the word i was looking for Bridal stores, and surprise, surprise, you walk into a wedding. There you go, man. The least they could have done is invited you for dinner. No, I no no no. <laughs> no, I'm joking, no. man. That's okay. That's funny. I like that. I like that. Well, hopefully, you haven't walked in on any more weddings since. No, no. At least no. Now I I steer clear of anything that remotely looks like a wedding. Okay. And because I've been here for a while. It's easier to navigate through such things. So I know, I understand a bit of Korean. So reading signs and things are right. So you know, like what to stay away from. Yes. Okay. That's good. (laughs) See what happens when you start learning another language and you're in that country. Things become a little bit easier for sure. Yeah. You won't go walking into random people's way. Because there was also, I remember walking down. I saw a girl with a sign. Well, I couldn't read fucking Korean, but there was a girl standing at the escalators, basically guiding the people that were right but you didn't know yeah but i didn't know why the girl was standing there i thought she was just saying that the event is which she was saying the event was taking upstairs right right it could have been an advertisement or something you didn't know yeah but in the end i was like okay she she was telling the guests that the wedding is upstairs yeah the guests that's funny i like it i like it that's pretty good (laughs) most memorable moment in korea there you go man that's cool, man. Well, thank you very much for sharing, sir. It's my pleasure. Man, it was a pleasure, as always, to have you again. Thank so, you for having me again. Hey, no worries, man. I like uh, Our topics last week were very fun, and I like today's topics as well. We jumped around a little bit, but for the yeah. most part, we stayed on we stayed on track. So that's good, man. All right, so we're going to end it now. Thank you very much. Thank you. And until next time.